Come on. I don't know. Fix it. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Fix it. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> oh. And that concludes the happiest portion of this. Episode. What a start. Welcome to, uh, oh, wait, I'm um, sorry. It's Don't Feed the Artist, Bitch. <laughs> Damn it, I was going to say that. Oh, yes. <laughs> I've done it. Well, I can cross uh, that out. It's Don't Feed the Artist, Deep Dive, Bitch. Uh, we're uh, back. I'm Hagen Howshield. I'm Dave Farrell. And we are uh, doing Britney Spears. So um, I, I have in my notes. Uh, the first thing I have in my notes is it says, here we go. And then parentheses, take a shot to start. Uh, I, I, I knew this was the way it had to go. So uh, everybody, if you're not driving, obviously listening to this and you're able to drink, join us in a drink. Yeah. Cheers. Oh, no. Here we go. Gulp. One. Okay, so, Dave, how was your Britney Spears experience? It was um, thought-provoking and very tiring. Yeah. Um, thought-provoking, I don't know if I would say that. I get it. Um, I think I think that in the thought-provoking sense, I guess more of anything, it, 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 was, it was eye-opening. It was, like, it was opening to what, like, I guess a lot of pop singers are and pop artists are. And it sucks because I listen to a lot of pop music, yeah. but like listening to an entire like pop legends discography like this was really like ugh. Well, and it, at this time too, it was, mo- it was mostly like boy bands and girl bands with like Backstreet Boys and Spice Girls and. But even like considering how she grew as an artist and how everything changed, it didn't. There was a lot of there was a lot of growth in every aspect of what she did. Absolutely, but in no way did it ever like make me go holy shit this is the one right um but you know as a whole i thought it was uh kind of fun <laughs> i didn't well <laughs> okay trying, okay not entirely po- but like i have to be positive somehow on this <laughs> oh what we can't be toxic fuck <laughs> <laughs> okay so i guess that's a, a good point before we really get started uh uh so we've uh, we've agreed to a drinking game. Um, so now I have to drink. Uh, anytime either oh, of us. So do I. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, it's just me. I, I'm the one that sighed. It was just me. Sighing is sighing or or like okay. So the rules. We gotta set the rules. The rules are uh, if either of us uh, sighs, gets loud, groans, uh, is just very like upset about the fact we're talking about Britney Spears. Um, then the other one can call out the other one and say, don't be toxic. And then we have to take a drink. Now, is that shot or drinking your beer? Um, how about like every, every third? Yeah, sure. Every, I like it. Every third uh, is a shot is a shot. Cool. Okay. So, um, so if, again, if you're not driving or at work and you're able to play with us, play with us, uh, or call us out, yell at us in your car. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be a fun part of this. Uh, also, I have a fun true or false game for Dave to play, and uh, I, I'm going to make him drink if he gets it wrong. <laughs> but if I get it right, then I'll drink. Sure, just beer. Yeah, that'll be beer, just beer. Okay, so um, why don't we just jump right in? Let's yeah. jump. Let's do it. So, um, uh, also, I wanted to mention that I, uh, this is very different for at least me and Dave to do. It's not a band. This is an artist. This is a single person. 
Uh, obviously, not, not one single person doing everything involved, but it is a single... Certainly not a single person <laughs> doing everything involved. It is, it is an artist versus uh, a band, and that's different yeah. for us to do, which I think is really yeah. fun. Uh, and then I also wanted to mention she is the uh, princess of pop. So uh, let's jump right in, just a little bit of background about her life. <laughs> let's see so, if we can... That was a... Uh, she... Go ahead, you got it. Sorry. Oh yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll take I'll take this because you got the you got the back half for sure. <laughs> uh, so she was born in uh, Macomb, Mississippi. She was a second child. She grew up in a very religious family because the South. Um, she moved eventually. Her family moved. Her I guess I guess it was just her mom and yeah. her siblings moved to Kentwood, Louisiana. She started dance lessons at the age of three, which I mean, like it, it makes sense. And then as she got older, but not that much older, she started voice lessons and gymnastics. So it, it really makes sense. She started at a young age doing these things. Yeah. And I mean, clearly there was some already born in talent, but she started at a young age. Uh, and then at the age of eight, she auditioned for the Mickey Mouse Club mm-hmm. and was rejected. Yes. Which is, uh, you know, part of a good story. She was rejected for being too young. Uh, and then they got an agent, her family, her mom moved them to New York and she became, um, uh, she was on an, an off-Broadway production of Ruthless. I don't know anything about it. Don't anything about it. Yeah, I, I meant to, no, I didn't mean anything about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she was on Star Search as well as a kid and she was in commercials. So she, at a young age was in the industry like that. Yeah. Just started off early, early exposure. And then in 92, when she was 11, she joined the Mickey Mouse Club. At that time, it was kind of an all-star cast. Yeah, she was there with Christina Aguilera, Justin Timberlake, Ryan Gosling, and Carrie Russell. Um, so, lot of, lot yeah. of star power in that in that, in that show at that time. Uh, show was then canceled. Family moved back to Mississippi. Uh, I like this quote. She said. She said she went back to high school. She said, uh, about, about going back, she said, it reminded her of the opening scene in Clueless with all the clicks. She said, quote, I was so bored. I was the point guard on the basketball team. I had my boyfriend. I went to homecoming and Christmas formal, but I wanted more. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, man. I Thus begins her uh, inflated sense of reality. <laughs> I really loved that quote. I thought that was really, really good. So um, then when she was 15, 16, she uh, was uh, in talks to join a female pop group called Innocence. It's not spelled like Innocence. It's spelled like Inna and then like like S-E-N-S-E. Innocence. Innocence. Ninnesense. Uh huh. So when that was all happening, um, they were like all in the talks, and her mom had spoken to a family friend and a uh, music entertainment lawyer named Larry Rudolph. And Larry Rudolph uh, heard her sing and was like, hey, we should actually send her to the. Yeah, we should pitch her to labels by herself. She can do this. So. she sang an unused Tony Braxton song as a demo, which I was like, how, how does that happen? <laughs> um, but okay. Um, they, they went to New York because they had moved back, right? So they'd moved back. So they went to New York. 
to meet with four labels. Three said no right off the bat. They all said no right off the bat, basically, but three were like, no, no, absolutely not. Well, it was because th- that they they didn't want it. Didn't they say, like, well, we don't want a solo artist. Like, there will yeah, never be a... Because, because the big thing was, like, the... the um, the quote was, uh, there wasn't going to be another Madonna, another Debbie Gibson, or another Tiffany. So the idea was they wanted a, a, a group. Because the big thing that was going on was bands, right? Joke's on them. I don't know who Debbie Gibson or <laughs> Tiffany are. <laughs> so, um, then two weeks later, Larry Rudolph gets a call um, from Jive Records. Which I still, that name still makes me laugh. Yeah. Um, so Jive Records, uh, they said, quote, it's very rare to hear someone that age who can deliver emotional content and commercial appeal. For any artist, the motivation, the eye of the tiger, is extremely important. And Brittany had that. <laughs> so she, um, she signed a contract. She worked with producers and vocal coaches to get her voice to be like basically a distinct Brittany sound, which I will talk about later. That she um, was crafted. Yeah, it was 100%. Like, but that's a... We'll get it was there. it was crafted up to a point, yeah, and that's the problem. So anyway, so it was crafted to be her distinct sound, and that's when we start the process of first album, where they go to Cheron Cherion Studios. I don't know in Stockholm. They go to they go to fucking Sweden. Yeah, they go to fucking Sweden to record this first <laughs> album. Uh, and at this point, she is like 15, 6. No, no, no. I, I guess she's 16 or 17. See, I didn't keep track of her age throughout the process. I did the that's... first little bit because it was it was interesting. You know, I mean, she she was, uh, I think, born in, fuck, I didn't write it down, 81, I think. Wow. Um, yeah, 81, because in 92, she was um, 11. So she was born in 81, and they, rec- they started recording this album in 98. So... She would have been seventeen. That's unbelievable. We're, I wonder if do we know if her mom was with her at this time? I think that her like sister. Uh, I mean, as far as I know, the I, I think that they stayed where they were. Mm. I think that maybe her mom. I think her mom like went back and forth with stuff. But I mean, some of the stories they told, even it's not like Brittany had a lot to do with like being in charge. She said a lot, right? Um, so then we get into the the first album. You ready for this shit? Dot dot dot. Baby, one more time! <laughs> Exclamation point! Oh my god! Okay, so um, 1999. I got really exhausted with like the different like releases, um, like what release had how many songs, stuff like that. I went with like the most basic thing for all of them. Yeah, I did that later. Okay. I didn't do that with this one. Yeah, I said I said fuck it right away. So uh, it has eleven. It had eleven songs on release. Uh, the digital deluxe on Spotify has 16 songs. <laughs> so I listened to 16 songs on this first oh, album. Ambitious. Yeah, it was bad. So, um, for the I record, mean, no, we, okay, sorry. It's that. <laughs> it wasn't bad. I'm not there yet. For the record, we're, we're talking about nine albums today. Nine albums. So, okay. So, uh, it had, uh, like I said, 11 songs upon release. Uh, it was not reviewed, uh, very well, but, it was one of the best-selling albums of all time. It, yeah, it was. Uh, Billboard 200 has it listed as the 16th best female album of all time. Oh my god! Uh, so it was. It was like people were surprised by what it was, but the album as a whole was reviewed as kind of like, it's not. It's it's not like great. I think it was the album cover. 
like that that's that's what it that's what did it not really but the album cover is just hilarious and i wanted to talk about it okay that's fine um so the singles were uh baby one more time sometimes you drive me crazy born to make you happy and from the bottom of my broken heart and for those that don't know britney spears discography like we do now uh sometimes and you drive me crazy are two different songs uh did you not know that uh no it just if we said baby one more time and then sometimes you drive me crazy oh i see i see i see what you're saying so there's five singles so in Uh 1999 yes sorry yeah i should have no no it's totally fine i was just saying like in 1999 you could release five singles from an album yeah and it would do really well but we've even we've even broached that topic with like all the other people we've yeah like like i mean going back to like how radiohead released singles that was that there was a ton there was a ton of singles a lot so um uh, there, there's there's so much to be said about um, every single album and every single thing um, that was done on all these albums. I, I I kept I kept what I thought brief about this mm-hmm. just because there's so much to be said. So I I found the stuff that I found to be most important and stuck out to me. So something that I found really interesting was about uh, the song "Baby One More Time" is that it was written for TLC. Right, and they turned it down. They turned it down like idiots. Uh, because that is that's a fucking hit. Well, I mean, they had waterfalls. Yeah, but I mean, who's who's still talking about TLC? Who's still talking about Britney Spears? Yeah, I guess so. They uh, should have shaved their heads too. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it was originally called "Hit Me, Hit Me, Baby, One More Time," which they say in the song, but uh, they felt as though they, they were concerned about it sounding like it condoning domestic violence, which is really great to think about. Which is why there's the dot, dot, dot. Yeah, baby, one, baby more, time. one more time. Exactly. Um, she said that she, quote, didn't do well at all in the first day of the studio. Um, she said she was too nervous, so she went out the night before and had some fun. <laughs> the next day, I was, com- I was completely relaxed and nailed it. You got to be relaxed when singing. <laughs> what do you think about that? Uh, which part? You got to be relaxed when you're singing. Yeah, totally. But like after a night out, <laughs> I mean, like yes, you do have to be relaxed when you're singing. But I mean, that's not like I don't know. It's a quote from a 16 year, 17 year old. I mean, it makes right. sense. It's a quote from a 17 year old who, in her entire life, was told she's great and and is at a point where she's like the person. Yeah, not well, like well, she's about to be the person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's about to be the fucking star. Yeah. Um, there were uh, eight producers on this record. Is that is that what I have? Let me see. Let me double check. Oh yeah, okay. I have eight. Good. But one of them is her longtime uh, producer, Max Martin. Yes, yes. Did you read about Max Martin? A little bit. A little he's, bit. He's written or co-written twenty-two Billboard Top One Hundred number one hits. Holy shit! He's produced almost as many number one hits as George Martin. Oh my god! Uh, from the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's also won the ASCAP Songwriter of the Year award. 11 times that's crazy it's unbelievable yeah that's wild yeah and uh all together uh 33 people have credits on this album right yeah okay see that's this is the crazy thing is how many fucking people are involved in every fucking album yeah it's unbelievable it's mind-blowing okay so um oh i also this is absolutely crazy okay so uh like as soon as it comes out, she starts touring. Yeah, as a kid, 
but she starts touring uh, malls and food courts, which is so 90s. That was, yeah, that was definitely a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. so 90s. It's fucking unbelievable. Well, and her manager at the time, did, did you write anything about him? Uh, are, Lou, you tra- are you Lou, talking about Lou Perlman? Oh, no, I don't write anything about him. I read about him, yeah. Man, he. Uh, I learned a lot about him from watching the Backstreet Boys documentary. Okay. And he was just a scumbag. He was arrested in 2008 for running one of the biggest Ponzi schemes. He left more than $300 million. Ponzi? Yeah, Ponzi. Oh, okay. I said Ponzi. Like a like the Bonsai, bonsai tree. <laughs> Whatever, dude. He ran, being great, he, he ran this great bonsai tree. Bonsai tree. $300 million in leaves. Holy shit. That's crazy. Uh, he was sentenced to, for 25 years in prison. He died in federal custody in 2016. And he he was the dude that was responsible for like Britney Spears, Backstreet Boys, NSYNC. That's crazy. LFO, Nick Carter. That's wild. Yeah. So uh, the other thing that I found really interesting was that the music video for... One more time? Yeah. They wanted it to be animated. Did you hear about this? No. They wanted it to be an animated music video. And Britney Spears said no. And she gave them the idea for like the Catholic schoolgirl thing. Yeah, yeah. And then they went with it. Wow. Yeah. That was her idea. That was her idea. And this is the thing that I like want to make very, very clear about this early on is that she has so many people involved, but she still has a fucking like say and voice in all of this. She's credited as a producer on every single one. It's not just because her name is on it. It's because yeah. she's fucking doing it. Yeah. And it's not, I'm not saying she's the most like talented person in the room. Or she's, done, she's the one that's writing every fucking thing. But it is really important to note that she has a say and a voice in all of this. Yeah. It's very powerful and strong from day one. Yeah. From day one, it was like she was a very big part of running the show. Yeah. And we'll see like later on, even when she's going through a lot of hard times down the road that she's still, yeah. all the, all the people that were working with her were like, she was so motivated and very hardworking. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely crazy. Absolutely yeah. crazy. She was like made to do it. She was, That's, she was, it's very true. Know. Okay. What'd you think about this album? Um, man, I mean, uh, the middle like the first couple of songs I was like, think I was kind of curious about what I was about to listen to nine albums of. <laughs> and, uh, like the hits, the bridge section of both of the big hits, is just the chorus with a reharmonization. Yes. Which I thought was really cool. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of cool musical choices around a lot of songs, but it's yeah. mostly just the singles. Yeah. So what I'll say, uh, was, um, I started the album and the second song comes on and I was like, uh, this sounds like it's baby one more time again. And that kept happening throughout this entire album. I think at that time that was that first of all, that was the sound at the time. And Max Martin was a big part of that. I'm, I'm, it's more of just this thing of like, you're, it, it, it felt like this is working. Let's do all of, let's do that a ton. Right. And it's like, that's, that's a boring fucking album. That yeah. sucks. That's really, really annoying. Yeah. So I really, uh, I, I got really bored with certain parts of that. But overall, there were like there were a lot of good things. There were a lot of interesting things, and the singles are great. I liked the song uh, "Soda Pop." I, oh yeah, that I, one was really cool. I wrote uh, "Song for Soda Pop" is a fucking jam. Yeah, that one was really cool. I think I think I remember. I remember listening to that and laughing when she sang Soda Pop, but it was a yeah. cool, it was a it was a cool song. Yeah, and it was just a different kind of thing. But 
my my least favorite song on the on the album was "Email My Heart." Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna read the chorus to "Email My Heart." <clears throat> "Email My Heart" by Britney Spears. Email my heart and say our love will never die. I know you're out there, and I know that you still care. Email me back and say our love will stay alive forever. Email my heart. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's uh, shit. Okay. So, uh, but I mean, that's, again, important to remember. She's a kid. I didn't have an email in 99. (laughs) That's why I was single. <laughs> Ten-year-old Dave <laughs> should have had an email. I could have emailed Britney Spears. I'm like, I will never let you go. You could have. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, it's important to also say uh, first day sold 500,000 copies. Unbelievable. 500,000 copies, and she was nominated for Best of Female, Female Pop Vocal Performance right off the bat. The the pop vocal performance thing surprises me more than the five hundred thousand copies. They're both the the yeah totally They're because bo- only only because sorry to cut you off only because at that time it was very very common. Yeah, uh, it was it was it in was, the pop, but world. it was her first album. And yeah. on first day, that's that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, you ready for your first true or false question? Yeah. Hey. Okay, so uh, Britney was true or false? Britney was on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine, lying on lying on a bed, wearing uh, uh, her bra and shorts. True, true. Or false? true. Yes, good job. So that means you have. To drink. I drink. Yeah. Uh, so uh, AFA American Family Association said, "quote It's kind of hard." Fall. Oh no, sorry, sorry. She. Wait, my quotes messed up. Uh, my quotes messed up. What happened? I don't know. Was it formatting? Thing? Anyway, yeah, okay. The AFA was very pissed off. She was fucking livid, or they were livid, and she basically was like, "I don't get it. It's fine." Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, it was it was it was very controversial at the time for her to do that in some people's opinion, but she was like, "I'm very um intentional with what I do." Yeah. And it was never meant to be like an unintentional thing. This is like, I'm, and I still stand for what I stand for. Yeah. Um, which again, I mean, that's crazy for how old she was. Well, I mean, it, like you were saying before, I didn't know that it was her idea for baby one more time mm-hmm. for the video. So it's like, kind of makes sense that she would want to do it's It's along the same lines. It's along the same lines, but it's, it's this thing of like, she, she, it's not that she's looking for a specific, like, um, at least it seemed, it seemed like from quotes and interviews, she didn't seem like she was looking for a intentional provocative image. She right. was looking for just like. She's just being herself and what she views is okay and she's trying to just be whatever. Yeah, and it's like if that's her choice, then let her let her do that. Yeah, exactly. If it's some sleazy old man like Lou Pearlman exactly. encouraging her, then that's a different story. That's a problem. Yeah. But if it's her and she's on record saying like, "Look, I did this." Like, it's no big deal. Yeah. But then we can then there's a the conversation of it's a 17-year-old saying that. So is it really valid? But I think regardless throughout her entire life uh, except for a couple of moments. She's very, I mean, e- even in her worst moment, she was yeah. confident in who she was. Absolutely. Which is very important to note. Okay. Yeah. I drink a little bit of beer <laughs> before we go into her next album, which is called <laughs> oops, <laughs> exclamation point, dot, dot, dot. I did it again. <laughs> Came out the very next year in 2000. Yes. Um, it has 12 songs. Uh, 
generally favorable and uh, liked by critics. It was uh, kind of a hit comparatively, review-wise. Yeah. There was like one review I read that was like one out of five stars. That's kind of funny. That's but, but everybody else was like, this is great. Um, the, you, the, uh, the general consensus was you could see her emotional growth within that year. You could see the yeah. team all getting together and being like, we're a fucking team and we can write these fucking songs. Right. The singles were uh, Oops, I Did It Again, Lucky, Stronger, and Don't Let Me Be the Last to Know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she took a six-day vacation before yeah. going into the studio to record this. So she went on tour, the first album, took a six-day vacation, and yeah. then went back in. I, everyone who's listening right now, if you've ever taken a vacation, like how, how much do you just want to get back to work? Yeah. <laughs> like... That's Ugh. that's fucking crazy to me. Absolutely fucking crazy. Well, but the other part of it is maybe that it had something to do with the fact that at 18 years old and with all this new... She clearly wanted this for a long time. Yeah, that's true. So her, her resilience at, at that young of an age is probably pretty high up there. Yeah. So she started recording it six days after a vacation of, this, of the first tour. She returned to New York City in September of 99 to record the album. Wow. Um. By January of 2000, it was still untitled, and but it was halfway done. It was between like studios in New York and Sweden again. Um, she said, quote, it's kind of hard following 10 million, being how many copies they sold. <laughs> it's kind of hard following 10 million, I have to say, but after listening to the new material and recording it, I'm really confident with it. <laughs> uh, and then after releasing it, she said, quote, I mean, of course there's some pressure, but in my opinion... Uh, Oops, I Did It Again is a lot better than the first album. It's edgier. It has more of an attitude. It's more me. And I think teenagers will relate to it more. Uh-huh. <sighs> so uh, then it's important to note that it debuted on number one on Billboard 200 in the US. Oh, wow. Uh, first week. Do you know how many copies it sold? I have no idea. I didn't write that down. First week sales. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Uh, this is the... Yeah, first week sales were 1,319,000. In the first week? First week. Whoa. Uh, the record was not broken until Adele released 25. Wow. Yeah. Which, uh, 25 came out in 2007, 2008? No, that was that was one of her more recent ones. Oh, yeah, it has no, to do with yeah, her yeah. age. Yeah. So that was not until like... So that, that was, was like, probably 2015? Yeah, that was... that was. Uh, let me... Let's, let's all check that real quick. Uh, that was 2016. Oh, damn. Um, so yeah, I That's mean, that, crazy. yeah, that album sold a lot. Wow. And quickly and was a success. Well, I mean, the, the production of it was for me, like the sounds that they were using, because we also have, I, I would like to note that there are, uh, there are 14 producers on this album, but including the producers, there are a hundred people listed under the personnel section on, on all music. Is this the one that also has like, is there an orchestra section on this? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember scrolling through and just being like, just shocked at like, Oh, strings. Oh, strings. Yeah. Oh, you're on. St- okay. Okay. Like 20 okay. violins. <laughs> yeah. It's the, crazy. The, the thing about it is, is like, there's not one acoustic drum sound. Yeah. It's all program drums. Yeah. But there were like, I think multiple consultants on the program drums. Oh, of course. Which is, so it's not just one person doing program drum sounds. It's multiple consultants plus the producers, whichever producer on which track or multiple producers on which track. It's it's just so weird though. It's like you have a full orchestra and not one drum set. Yeah. 
and it's just a sign of the times. Yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But that's the thing is like, it's really ang- it makes me really angry that there's a hundred people involved because the whole thing is really polished and clean, and it it's it's really crazy that there were a hundred people involved, but like. The sound is so overproduced you can barely hear all the people. Yeah, no, that's it's it's like definitely all the string sections are hidden. They're like not buried, but like it's problematic. It's very problematic. Um, I would say I liked this album a lot more than than the first one. Yeah, um, it suffered from a, a similar issue than the first one did, where it's like I heard one of the singles and then the next two songs or whatever yes. sounded like the fucking single. Yeah. It's like, well, it's not as good, and I don't want to hear it. Like, I yeah. just, I just want to hear the fucking singles. This is so annoying. Well, You're putting me through an hour. You're putting me through a fucking hour of an album, <laughs> and you can't, you can't, you have to make them all different if you're going to do that. It's, just, it's bullshit. That's okay. So keep note of the fact that the first two records open with the biggest singles. Yes. Yes. And so, at the time, we have to also think about the fact that there was there was no streaming. So people yeah. were buying records only to have that song accessible. At that time, you would right. have had to wait for it to come on the radio or wait for it to come on MTV. Well, and also note that all of the albums are named after the biggest single. Right. So it's like you're buying it for the song. Yeah. And that's not to say the other singles are bad. The other singles are fucking great. Like, that, that's, that's my biggest takeaway from especially these first two albums is that these singles are so good. Yeah, they're it's unbelievable. Like, it's like... I don't want to hear anything else. I just want to hear the singles. And it yeah. just bothered the hell out of me. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the one thing I really didn't want to hear was the cover of Satisfaction, the Rolling Stones. Oh, that was so bad. Uh, <laughs> I can't, so, I can't, I can't believe the Rolling I, Stones cleared that. I scrolled through the track listing and I was like, this has to be her song. Like she has to just name a song Satisfaction. And then it started. And I was like, holy shit, this is so bad. Uh, yeah, that's, that was rough. Yeah, but I don't know. There were some cool things. Like, you can hear Max Martin getting more experimental yeah. with, like, some of the bridges of the songs and actually having a bridge to a song. Yeah, for sure, which is great. Some instrumental sections and... Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. There's definitely cool stuff on this album. Um, but it just... it I don't know. It's it's too long for what it is. And and it's... it's yeah. And what it is is, like, just a complete... There's a complete lack of dynamic range. Yeah, completely. And, and like, every song sounds like it's exactly the same in terms of, like, sounds and feeling, except for the ballads, which the ballads are just horribly cheesy. But I'll say that, like, we've seen this pattern before where we saw this in the Paramore episode. We saw that the first two albums were virtually like the same concept yeah but just one did it but the second one did it better yeah which is the hardest part about a second album is how do you if if your first album does well how do you release a second album that does better yeah and i mean both of those in both of those cases and i'm sure there are plenty of other cases where the second album is like the first album but actually what it needed to be that's what this is that's exactly what the second album is well and when it's not what it needed to be then that's where you get one hit wonders exactly and then and then we get into this third album, which we'll get into in a second. But first, a true or false question. Oh, okay. So at this time, Brittany had um, around this time, Brittany had started dating my boy Justin Timberlake. <laughs> um, so, uh, true or false? Brittany bought Justin Timberlake a house in Texas. False. Good job. Really. Uh, I didn't. I, that was a guess. Okay. 
so do you know where she bought him a house? I'm going to say L.A. Nope. We're both got to drink for this. Uh, she bought him a house in Florida. Florida? Cheers. Cheers. More drinking. <laughs> um, okay, so now we get into... <laughs> Now we get into this third album, self-titled Britney. Britney. Comes out in 2001. One year apart from the other album. These, yep. The first three albums are all one year apart, and it's crazy. I mean, it, I guess it can mostly be attributed, like you said, she's like 18. She's, she's young. Yeah, she's young. There's a lot of young energy, but it's important to, to, to count in the fact that she has a massive team working with it, too. Oh, my God. And it, those people are not 18. Yeah. And they're still working their fucking ass And they're off. making a lot of money. And that's important to note, but it's also important to note that, like, you know, even if, like, I don't know, you're making that much money. I I, I would I could see a producer going, the second album was a hit. We, we don't have to do this again right away. Right. You know? No, no. I don't, I, at that time, it was, like, pop music, pop music, right. pop music, pop music. Well, it, it and it, because of how big she got so fast, right. it was, we have to do this now. Right. And that was how it was. But so her, at this point, her recording career is three years long. Yes, yes. It's crazy. It's fucking wild. Yeah. So uh, this is 12 songs. Um, the singles were, I'm a slave for you, overprotected, I'm not a girl, not yet a woman, and I love rock and roll. Uh, oh, and anticipating, oh, and boys. Boys. So, uh, um, <laughs> Five singles. <laughs> Uh, very mixed reviews, um, <laughs> like wildly mixed reviews. My, I think my favorite, this is my favorite and least favorite quote because it's like kind of shitty thing to say. But at the time, <laughs> I guess people said, said, said shit like this without getting any, like without getting flack. Slant Magazine said, quote, Britney, the album, fills her role of guilty pleasure. It's time for Spears to quit being such a cock tease and cook something up that will satisfy the ever vacillating hype machine. Oh my god! I wrote after that. Oof. Yeah, that's disgusting. <laughs> yep. Uh, I read that quote and I was like, I gotta read this. Uh, I'm gonna hate reading this out loud, but I gotta read this because fuck that person yeah. for saying such a thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm not gonna say I agree, but you know, it's just a, it's just, it's just a fucked up thing to say. That's a horrible thing to say. Yeah. And you just like. Is that about the music? As a music critic, is no, that about the music? No, it's not. About, but that, but that's what we're going to see down the road. It's not yeah. about the music with her. Yeah. It's, it, it, at a certain point, it's about a spectacle. It's yeah. about, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it. She's, I mean, yeah, but she does, she's very, she keeps it about the music. In her, in when at she's this do, age, she at does. At this age, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she, she was on record as saying uh, she wanted to reach an older crowd with this album. She's like, which... For me, like as I was reading through this stuff, uh, it seems to be a theme. Okay, so she wanted to reach an older generation from this album, right? Right. But did you read why it's self-titled? Uh, no. Because it best describes her. Because <laughs> the, the the work on it best describes her as a person. <sighs> and that, like, was I don't know. Like, I'm a slave for you. Yeah, then it's it's weird. I then why were there nine producers on it? Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, no, I get that. I, I actually, I, I, I want to make I, a point to to say that I understand 
that these albums should have a lot of producers because it's a bigger deal than like yeah, yeah, yeah. a band in a garage writing an album. I think that it's I think it's also important to note that she may have felt a certain way. Like it's not fair for me to go uh, it's self-titled because that's how she describes herself. And that's fucking bullshit. Yeah. But to me, it's always weird when people say shit like that. But that's good for her. You well, know? I'm just, glad she felt that way. She's ta- she's making such grandiose claims about what she wants these albums to be. Yes. And she's 18 or 19 years old at this no point. No idea. Yeah. And it's a different thing for us to not even be close to Britney Spears' level to think about our growth from the ages of 17 to 19. Yeah. But in her life... Every day is like a growing experience. Yeah, it is. Unbelievable. And Traveling. She, ta- she talks about that plenty of times. Yeah. So um, she, they recorded 23 tracks for this album. Unbelievable. 23. Um, and this is, again, what you were saying. She felt that the process made her grow up and get better as a songwriter. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, and we get now like... We didn't have collaborations before, but now we get like collaborations with other like artists of like her her caliber or similar, uh, including Missy Elliott and Timberland, which did not make it on the album. Yeah, and we also have <laughs> just, sucks. Justin Timberlake and the Neptunes. Yes, which the which Neptunes are gonna, Will Ferrell. Yeah, and yeah. That, that's going to stick around. Yeah, um, but the Justin Timberlake thing, she felt really awkward about it. She was like, "I'm used to like working and being it being work and having my boyfriend around is kind of or fiance or whatever is yeah. kind of weird. It's keeping it separated. Yeah, it's kind of know, a weird thing, especially as like a 19, 20 year old. It's that's unbelievable. Yeah, it's unbelievable. fucking crazy. The third album. Yeah, fucking weird. Um, so yeah, so I, I I think that this album had a lot of interesting things about it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna read what I wrote down. Uh, I said, as I'm writing these notes, I barely remember this album. <laughs> I, rem- I I don't. I I don't. I barely remember the singles on this album. The singles were. I remember liking them. But I don't remember the album. And this is this is such a thing that like, I'm I'm gonna talk about a lot more. But it's it's this thing of like, y- you can listen to it and like it. And it doesn't have to actually stick with you. It doesn't have to be something that no. you're singing later. It can just be a thing of like, that was fucking great. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And that's all it is. I think that the, another thing about the album that was weird for me when I was listening to it was the sequencing, like the order that they placed the songs. It's very weird. Because then like you get out of nowhere, you get the song anticipating, which is like, it's, it's a disco song. Yeah. And the cool thing about it is that it has Nile Rodgers on it. Oh, and right. He's yeah. He's the guy, he's the guitar player for Chic. And he was the guy that played guitar on uh, Get Lucky. That's right. That's cool. So I don't I don't know when Get Lucky came out, but uh, Get Lucky would have been like 2014, 13. Is that right? Was it really that? Because no, 2012, maybe 2013. Maybe okay, yeah, okay. which is cool because there's like a weird connection between the Neptunes, so Pharrell. Yeah. Then Pharrell is on Get Lucky. Get mm-hmm. Lucky has now Rogers. Now Rogers is on this Britney Spears record. Yeah, um, that's that's great. So I mean, if I made if 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 any of the bands that that we're in made a disco song and it had Nile Rogers on it and it was a death metal album, I would still be like, <laughs> we're putting this song on the record. Yeah, exactly. It has Nile Rogers. There's on no it. choice. Yeah. yeah, especially out of you recording 23 songs. Exactly. 23 songs. If anybody yeah. is a Britney fan listening to this, go back and listen to that album and go. There was 23 songs recorded, and we only got 12. We only got 12. Is there any of those songs you'd want to know otherwise? Is Or or could we take uh, I Love Rock and Roll off of this album? I think we could. I would love that. <laughs> I have a... Uh, um, so... 
there were negative reviews for I Love Rock and Roll. It was it was recorded for the movie Crossroads that she was in. She was yeah. It was this was this was her first. This was her film debut. I found a quote from the what is it the the Lipster dot com from Joan Jett. Okay, uh, which which was her song from nineteen eighty two. She said, "I've never even heard Britney's version. I mean, I've obviously heard about it, but I've never understood that whole idea." She added, "I mean, people usually cover a song that says something about them, but I doubt she loves rock and roll." But maybe she likes songs. <laughs> That's good. I'll just that. like Joan Jett. I could, I could just hear her saying that. Maybe she it's, likes songs. Because it's horrible. <laughs> like, there's nobody in this on this planet, I can fairly confidently say, that is like, man, my favorite song is I Love Rock and Roll. And I loved Britney Spears' cover. If you really love Britney Spears' cover of I Love Rock and Roll, please send us an email. Please send us an Instagram DM. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know. We want to know. If if uh, Britney Spears' version was your introduction to the song I Love Rock and Roll, then um, hopefully by now you've heard Joan Jett's version. Do you think that people don't know that that... like? People have heard that and go, oh, that's that, that, that's not a cover. It's happened before. Yeah, exactly. Who? What? I think it was Goldfinger did a cover of 99 Red Balloons. Yeah. And yeah. that's not their song. Yeah. That, that's happened plenty of times. It's happened so often. Yeah. I'm sure it's happening today. Um, uh, Tennessee Whiskey. Oh, right. It's not Chris Stapleton's song. That's right. And the original version is wildly different. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Mad World. Mad World. Yeah. yeah. The R.E.M.? Uh the the there was the, the the version everyone knows like the piano version yeah and was that an REM song it's an REM first? song oh, okay I thought yeah. it was someone else but sure I'll take that well let me let me fact check well I'm gonna give you a true or false while you're fact checking okay uh, because we're done with this album we're moving on true or false Britney broke up with Justin Timberlake for Fred Durst of Limp Biscuit <laughs> that's false well it's true is it true just a little bit. It was rumored. Oh, it was confirmed by Fred Durst. Oh, yeah, but it's Fred Durst. Okay, but... so Confirmed she... by Fred... If Fred Durst was like, you do have a doctor's appointment tomorrow, I'd be like, <laughs> I don't know, Fred Durst. I don't know. So uh, so she denied it. He yeah. said it's true. And then in an interview in 2009, he said, I just... He said, quote, I just guess at the time it was taboo for a guy like me to be associated with a guy like her. Oh, she likes the bad guys. She does. She does. He confirmed it eight years later. He confirmed it at the time, and then he got asked about it again and then said that quote. <laughs> I'm going with true because I believe in, in, in Fred Durst. I think that she did it all for the nookie. <laughs> you have to drink just because of that. <laughs> that was awful. That was terrible. Uh, can you move on? Are you ready to move on? Uh, I'm, I'm, I want to make sure I milk all of the notes that I've made. Oh, actually I do. I, it is important to note that, um, uh, two Grammy nominations on this album, um, on the self-titled, uh, for best pop vocal album and best female pop vocal performance mm. didn't win, but got two nominations. That's good. That is good. That yeah. is really good. Uh, I, <laughs> for the, all three albums I checked out halfway through and I all, I made a note to write I check back in <laughs> <laughs> like I'm narrating a story our character checked back in <laughs> wakes up from a coma I wrote uh, uh, I checked back in at the bridge of when I found you which is really cool 
I said the rest of the record lost me. It feels like listening to white noise. Yeah, it's it's rough. It's real. Like, <laughs> like I said, like I said, I don't remember the yeah. song. I I don't remember what they sound like. Yeah. Okay, we we good. We good. Yeah. All right. So here we go. We're on to three years later. Took a little breaky break. Great. Good for her. Mm-hmm. In the zone. Two thousand two thousand three. Thirteen songs. Mostly positive reviews, which we're going to see a lot now. Um, people talked about how it's uh, club ready, but also has its emotional moments. Mm. Singles were Me Against the Music, Toxic, Every Time, and Outrageous. Yes. Um, so this was like, she, while she was touring a lot, she met with a lot of people. Yeah. And she had this opportunity to collaborate with people again, which she did in the other record, but it didn't, didn't work out. But so she had this, she met people and mm-hmm. things might've panned out. Things might not have, but she met with people to collaborate and she met with, um, she, with Daft Punk, talked with Daft Punk about collaborating. There you go. Uh, Timbaland and Missy Elliott came up again. She met with them and like wrote songs again, which is fucking hilarious. But again, they didn't make yep. the record. She worked with James Murphy of LCD Sound System. That's an odd pairing. Uh, she, I read about that. Did you read the quote? Yes. About them, James like... Murphy said that they would lay, they would lay on the floor <laughs> head to head with a notepad. <laughs> Bouncing lyrics, bouncing back and lyrics forth. back and forth. I could just imagine him like saying some hipster shit, and her being like, "What about <laughs> what about Justin doesn't like the house I bought him?" Well, I mean, they're Dunskis. Yeah, I know, but still, okay. Uh, okay, something something similar to that with Fred Durst. <laughs> Replace Justin Timberlake with Fred Durst. Yeah, right, 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 right. Okay, so um, also worked with Fred Durst for oh. this album. They wrote a song. And then it was scrapped after the drama. Oh. He said, he said, she can't have it. It's his now. He said, well, I don't know. If, uh, he said it's that. It's all about that he said, she said yeah, bullshit. He said that when they wrote the song. That was a Limp Bizkit quote. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> so uh, he, he had said that they had wrote that song together. And then uh, when all the drama happened, he pulled it out and said, she can't use it. And her and his label supported that. So I want to hear that song. Um. And then during all of this time, she had been compared multiple times compared to Madonna, which gives us a fucking hit, apparently. Yeah. Uh, I really like that song. So um, it's a weird fucking song. I'm surprised I like it. Toxic? No, Me me Against the Music. Oh, Me Against the Music, yeah. The fucking, the fucking hit. The fucking her and Madonna's hit. I, I, I wrote about this song. I, first of all, can't remember what it sounds like. It's the first track on the record. It's the first track, and then yeah. there's a remix at the end. At the very end. I didn't listen to the remix. I, I accidentally did. <laughs> I, I, I accidentally listened to like to like a minute of it. Uh, I was I was doing a thing, and I had my, my headphone, my AirPods in. I was listening, and I was like away from my phone. I was like, oh, do I stop doing this thing and go <laughs> stop this? Or do I finish this thing and then run as fast as I can to stop this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wrote, I wrote that uh, uh, Me Against the Music sounds like something out of, bizarre, out of a bizarro world where the flight of the Concords are the pop stars. Yeah, totally. So it's because of the way Madonna and Britney are frequently speaking to each other by name. It's weird. It's but super it's, weird. It's cool. It's cool. I don't remember that song. I, I, I remembered it. That um, was not a bigger hit than Toxic. It was not, but that was a hit. That was a hit. That was a course. fucking hit. Yes. Toxic was a fucking... This, okay, I have to say right off the bat, I like this album a whole lot. Okay. I really like this album. <laughs> I thought there was a lot of really cool moments throughout. There was a lot of interesting things where they used it. They, they used more, yeah. Um, uh, not like 
songwriting choices, but it felt like, oh, hey, that's she she wanted on this one to be like more funky. Yeah. And I think that's a really bad word to use here, but you can hear where like that comes from a little bit on some of the songs. And this like Toxic and Every Time are great. I think every yes, maybe it's a cheesy ballad, but I think it's great. It is a very cheesy ballad. I think it's really good. I think it's a really really good song. This album stuck out to me a whole lot as being like as actually feeling like a piece of work that was like I, I don't know. I felt like she actually was pouring out her emotion and talent at the same time with this. Yeah, I mean, she was working with people. This Isn't this the album where the, the I think her label said uh, that they were really excited that she took some took yeah. a lot more leadership on the album? Yes, and, and I think it's great. I think it's a really good album. Did you, uh, did you hear the song with the Ying Yang Twins? Okay, yeah, I did. I got that boom boom. <laughs> yes, I mean, it's a... It, what's crazy about that song to me is that it wasn't a single. Right. Well, That's, because uh, it might have something to do with this. So the Ying Yang Twins also have a song called uh, Wait. The Whisper Song? Yes. Yeah. Uh, here, I'm going to read the... You're, re- you're reading the Whisper Song lyrics? No, just a, just a sample. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait, did the Whisper Song come out? Whisper Song came out in 2005, right? I don't know. I think it came out a few years later. I just remember thinking that it was a joke. The w- <laughs> Okay, so the here are, here are here's a snippet, hey, little preview little for the fans. <laughs> little preview for the fans of uh, I know Twins. the lyrics to this Wait. song. <laughs> hey, bitch! Wait till you see my dick. <laughs> Sorry. Let me let me uh, redo. Second try. Is that better? Can we do a shot? <laughs> like I don't. I feel uh, <laughs> this that was album was so good. It did come out in 2005. Wait, did it did? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Man. Wait, the whisper song came out in 2005. The world had no clue. I'll I'll give you. I'll, this is unrelated to everything completely, but I do remember. And if my mom is listening to this, you'll remember too. Right. Um. Uh, I remember. Um. So around that time in my life, I was getting into hip hop and rap as like a middle schooler and it was really weird. And I remember, uh, in, in, in the U S you can't like, nothing is clean or nothing's dirty. Everything's clean. All the, all the music videos are censored, everything. Yes. But I have family in Germany, so I went to go visit them. And I remember watching the music video for that song in Germany and being like, what? That's what this song is about. Was there like about. nudity and stuff? There's nudity, and you actually—I I never heard the words. I never heard the oh, uncensored yeah. version. And yeah. on top of that, the, the you video, mean the wait till you see my dick? Yeah, wait till you see my dick. I yeah. only, I, I'd only ever heard wait till you see my. <laughs> That's all I ever <laughs> Can fucking we do heard. The, rest of the episode with me. <laughs> That's all I'd ever heard. So, so it's funny because going back and listening to this album, I I was like, oh, Ying Yang Twins. I have I definitely have listened to them. And as soon as that song started, I was like, oh, it's the fucking yeah, of course, the Ying Yang Twins. That's what this sounds like. Yeah. Um, I really, really like. I said I like this album. I didn't like the the following three songs. Uh, which brings us to Toxic. Wait, you didn't like Toxic? Oh no, I said. Oh, I brings see. us. I love Toxic. Sorry. But I would like to make a public service announcement uh, and say, people, please, for the love of 
whatever you believe in, stop doing acoustic covers of Toxic. Or metal covers. Or any cover. Just leave it alone. Just just stop like plugging in your guitar with a bunch of distortion and go... Dun, 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 toxic. Dun, dun. Did we not so, hear a country cover of Toxic? We did recently. We did. Yeah, we did. That's, <sighs> we, we, ha- we actually had this conversation unrelated to the podcast yeah. recently. Yes, and we left. Yeah, we did. Yeah. No, no. We, no, we no, hung we, out until they stopped. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Um, okay, while you're pouring that... True or false? It's a true or false. Okay, um, for those who don't know, there was a very infamous performance at the VMAs one year with Britney Spears. Do you know about that performance, Dave? Indeed, I do. Okay, what happened to that performance while I pour myself? <laughs> it was, uh, Madonna and Christina Aguilera. And Britney. And Britney. And Madonna and the, the three of them uh, made out. Yeah, so it was originally just Britney and Christina Aguilera who, you know, they were on the Mickey Mouse Club together, and that's fucking cute and whatever. And then Madonna walks out, and the three of them kiss. They do like a awkward three-way. It's weird. It's super weird. It's weird. So, uh, uh, a true or false about that performance? <laughs> oh damn! I thought I already won the. Nope. Okay. During that infamous performance uh-huh. of Britney, Madonna, and Christina Aguilera at the VMAs. Brittany lost her pinky toenail. Oh, God. I want to say that's juicy, but that's not because everything about that's disgusting. <laughs> pinky toenails are not juicy. <laughs> maybe the good, maybe the gushy stuff underneath. <laughs> what the fuck am I saying? I don't know. Uh, um, it's the whiskey. I'm going to say False. It is false. Damn Good it, job. I wanted that to be true. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I wanted that to be true as well. But uh, it is it is in fact false. That would be a hilarious thing. Because my next question would have been, where did you find that fact? I know, right, yeah. <laughs> and that was that was that was a super fun thing. I was like as I was coming up with some of these true or false, I was like, Oh, this is like kind of fun coming up with some of these ideas. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. So now we move on. And I want to, um, before we move on, or as we move on, I want to thank everybody for buckling in with us for this journey of Britney Spears. Thanks for sticking it up. We got to do more of the toxic. You're being toxic. Yeah. Uh, if you're, I mean, honestly, if, if you feel like we didn't do enough of the toxic, you can, you know, DM us on Instagram and say, hey, you were toxic at this point, and we'll take a shot later. Don't yeah, worry. We'll read the DMs. Um, okay. Before we go to the next album, I've got a little checkup for us. So... The next album comes out in 2007. So this album came out in 2003. So it's four years. Yes. So we are living in a time of this craze of gossip and uh, celebrity news coming up, right? In the in these 2000s, the early 2000s. It's pre-TMZ. Like right. But it's like, it's like all of this is starting to happen. Right. People are starting to give a shit. I mean, yeah. maybe they gave a shit before, but now they can actually know about it. Right. So there's a lot of things that happened to her. And I'm just giving, I'm not going to go into detail. I'm just going <laughs> to, she got married to Kevin Federline. Yeah. Who was Kevin Federline? He was a dancer. Right. One of her backup dancers. Uh, she got caught being a bad parent on multiple occasions. She had a kid also. Yeah. Uh, she got caught being a bad parent on multiple occasions. One of them being that uh, there was a, a, a paparazzi photo of her driving with her infant in her lap instead of in the child's seat oh uh she got divorced <laughs> she she got married twice that year she did or in that time she in did. 2004 yeah so, so is that what you're talking about yeah well okay. she got divorced from kevin federline though 
or before blackout. Before yeah, the next before album. blackout. She went to rehab. Uh, her aunt died, I believe. Uh, she shaved her head at a hair salon, which is I, I, that's bougie. In in my in my amount of research I did on this, <laughs> I I was unclear if she had someone do it or if she walked into a hair salon and was like, "I'm doing this." Here's bitch. ninety dollars. Yeah, <laughs> Give it me was some lotion. It was a little unclear to me on how that worked out. Her shaving her head is not crazy. Her shaving her head with her other actions, it's a little concerning. It's yes. mostly the fact that she went to rehab yeah. and had like drug and alcohol issues. Well, and the first time she went to rehab, she was there for a day. Yeah, exactly. And then she dipped, and that's when she shaved her head. And then she lost custody of her child, which is very sad. That is very sad. Very, very sad. So just, she, just so we know where Brittany is in her life. But she had a 55-hour marriage. She did. Before Kevin Federline. She did. To her childhood friend. Yes. So she's... I, you know, we, we've said a lot about how great she is with the work. She's nailed so many things. I, I can't imagine what that puts someone through. Yeah. I can't imagine what, uh, especially, I mean, she, she started taking dance lessons at three. She started her career at three, basically. That is that, that'll fuck someone up. And it's like, I, uh, when you, when you first mentioned that we were doing this deep dive, I, uh, I watched, uh, a documentary. Oh, fuck you. I do. I just loved it. That wasn't like me being diligent. That was me <laughs> being like, ooh, I wonder if there's a Britney Spears documentary. And there is. And it's insane. I'm sure there are multiple. It, it, yeah, I know. But the one that I watched that I can find for free. Uh, <laughs> I'll spit out your beer. Uh, that, that it was just wild, man. Like you can't even imagine. It's yeah. crazier than like, I think because of the way they filmed it, it's more in depth than like some of the Beatles footage when they were when it was all Beatlemania and like some of the stuff we see now with Justin Bieber and Beyonce and stuff like that. It was unbelievable. Yeah. So I think that like, it's, it's, it's wild to think about what the pressure she was under. It's wild to think about the fact that as a 17 year old, she was making choices yeah. for her career, for her million dollar career, yeah. millions and millions of dollars. And it, it, it has to do something to somebody at some point in time, especially after three years in a row of nonstop working at right. that age and then going, well, what the fuck do I do with myself? Right. What the fuck do you do, your, do, do you do with yourself as an adult? I think I sit at home to myself and go, what the fuck do I do with myself as a grown person? Yeah. And I didn't have a million dollar career. No. And, and we, we didn't, there's the, like, you, you can sit at home in private and do that. Yeah. She had no private. She was holding her child. Exactly. With, because there were paparazzi everywhere. Yeah. She had no privacy whatsoever. She had n- nothing to herself. Nothing and, at and all. I, I'm, I'm not going to say like, I don't know. I'm in, in the grand scheme of Britney personally, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about musically. I think in the grand scheme personally, I am pro Britney and I want the best for her. I think yeah, she's great. I agree. Um, but we got to talk about the music. So let's go back. Blackout, 2007, 12 songs. Yes. Singles were Gimme More. Piece of Me. Break the Ice. There were 13 producers on this record. <laughs> and there were 46 people uh, listed as personnel, one of which was credited as makeup. <laughs> I tell you what, folks. Nothing makes your audio recording sound better than having a personal makeup on <laughs> So um, the reviews were, again, positive. We're only going to see that. Yeah. 
Um, it was described as a, quote, state-of-the-art dance pop album. <laughs> quote, a testament to skills of the producers and perhaps even Britney being somehow cognizant enough to realize she should hire the best, <laughs> even if she's not at her best. <laughs> I hate so much <laughs> about what is happening now in her career. You really, in terms of her re recording career? I hate so much about what is happening. <laughs> yeah. This, it, honestly, honestly, I started listening to this album and I went, fuck, fuck, this is going to be so hard to get through. And I got through it and it was rough. <laughs> um, so the recording started in 2006. Uh, she wrote four songs with a producer named J.R. Rodham because... Uh -huh. He did S Rihanna's SOS. Wow. So he wrote him? <laughs> God damn it. What the fuck? Ah! I <laughs> Did well, you have that joke no, already? No, I was full disclosure. I, I saw his name and thought, there's a pun there. Fuck. And then dude. didn't write anything down. Didn't think any. Did I was you looking write, at did, you. Did you write? There's a pun there. No, not at all. I wrote there. <laughs> I wrote there are 13 producers in this record. It took 46 people. That's all. Right. all. I didn't. Anyway, that. anyway. <laughs> uh, so wrote four with him because of Rihanna's SOS, and then seven with some other people. Um, the, the interesting thing to me about this was uh, there was an unwritten rule. That you can't like no producer, no songwriter could write anything about a personal life. Wow, nothing like apps. Like it wasn't it wasn't said ever verbally by anybody. Wow, but it was like no one better fucking do this. Yeah, which is I think awesome. That's great because that's first of all, it's Britney's job. If she yeah. would, if she if if ever a song was about her personal life, it would be her call to go. Yes. Let's do it. Yes. Um, but it, it was really great for her producers to go. We're not doing that. Yeah, not a single one will be about her personal life. Yeah. She already did that also on multiple albums, and they were great. They're like that, that was the that was the right idea for her to do it at that time, when she was so in control of what was happening, and now she's at the time where this is like this moment of like, it's Britney, bitch. You know, <laughs> like it's this it's this comeback bullshit. That's like no, she doesn't need a comeback. No, she's she's had a rough time in her life, and she's just coming back. You know, like she's 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 coming back to music. She's not having a comeback. Right. She's literally just returning after four years. I mean, how many fucking artists and bands take four years to make an album? Tool. <laughs> Tool takes more than that. Yeah. How long did Radiohead take to make any album, especially like later down the road? Not that how long. long. How long did like, I mean, maybe not four years, but like, you know, maybe three. But, right. you know, taking four years, especially after you've had three giant, four giant albums. Yeah. Three of them back to back, back to, to back. back. This is crazy. Yeah. And it's like, she like, that that gap, but also she was never out of the public eye. Yeah, never. In some ways, she was probably more so in the public eye. Yeah, exactly. It was more invasive with the with the type of stuff that was out about it. Yeah. So, um, what what did you think about this album? I I, I gotta know. Uh, stop stop being so toxic. Uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I did so it. So that that's one for me, right? I got him. I got him. Okay, so that's. Beer. That's that's a beer. That's, that's a beer. beer. That's not a shot. You're I'll fine. finish my beer. Um. So, what? I, did, I, honestly, what did you think about this album? I thought that it was something. It would be. It's a really good album. If you want something to ignore, while you get drunk at a party or a club. Yeah. 
Exactly. Or if you want some some like hyped up background music, that's as deep as it goes for me. Yeah, I wrote. Um, I don't know. It's so forgettable. Def a dance album, <laughs> but forgettable. Couldn't even write the full word. I uh, know I couldn't write the full word because wh- she like the, the album didn't write the full word. No, it didn't. No, I thought, <laughs> but I do. I will say that I I do think it was a save move. It was for her coming back into the scene. It's really important to note. Also, we in now this album coming out in two thousand seven. Right. We're now entering a new period of music. Yes, and she is adapting very well. Very well. Very that was one well. thing I had to keep in mind when I was doing all this listening. Was like, what was the what was the landscape? Yeah, she nailed it every time. Yeah, I mean, her first album, the landscape was something different, and she still nailed it. Yeah, she kind of changed the landscape a little bit. She did, uh, and it's 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 one of those things that I don't know. She she changed the landscape in a little like a little bit, but also just yay, uh, but also allowed for growth a lot of growth for allowed for growth for herself she never ever put herself in a box yeah and no one put her in a box except for fucking assholes of the yeah. paparazzi and her whatever yeah and her personal life which just sucks i mean the like a lot of the there were a lot of reports coming out that she was super professional efficient and motivated during the recording uh it's, it's just like she just keeps it separated very well she does uh you ready for a true or false uh well i want to say are we oh, moving go ahead. on yeah go ahead yeah because uh, this is where i started kind of just going i'm gonna write about every song <laughs> <laughs> this so, is where i started doing the opposite yeah this is well this is no <laughs> uh, in a way it's where i kind of stopped trying to think about like everything as a whole and was just trying to get through it a little bit right right so it's like the the i wrote the third song reminds me of the song tainted love so the lyrics seem to be about her describing the perfect man and that the, oh it's about radar Radar, which is, this song was on this album and on the next album. Was it on the next? Yes, yes, yes. It was on both. It was on both because it was written about the divorce. Yeah. It was written about the divorce from Kevin Federline. Yeah. And I wrote, um, <laughs> I wrote, now we get to the third song, Break the Ice. That's all. I don't have anything to mention about it. <laughs> I said, my favorite song is Heaven on Earth. Uh, oh, to, yeah. to me, it had the feel of what people in mid seventies thought the future of music would sound like. (laughs) (laughs) And this is interesting. I wrote, I liked, I like her vocal take because it's not as breathy, but later that, that approach comes back to bite her real hard in the butt. I wrote get naked as a cheesy song. Lyrics are way too on the nose. They were, it sounded like they're written by a 13 year old trying to write a dirty song. Uh, freak show sounds like a B side from a Fergie record, which isn't saying much. Toy Soldier is a another second-rate pop song. <laughs> I, I must have wanted a nap or something. Uh, Hot as Ice has a really cool instrumental that kind of sounds like a Rick James track. Yeah, but again, nothing uh, else makes me like There's it. There's nothing of substance. It's prob- no. it, this is this is a problematic thing, but I mean, it's okay because they're dance records, right? But speaking of dance records, if you want a dance record, you want everything to be perfectly clean right yes but go back and listen to ooh Ooh, baby and listen in particular to the tambourine part uh the song is a swing feel but the tambourine part that's placed on the upbeat is not swung it's just straight straight huh and it's uh, dude just when we're we're done we'll listen to it it's it's hilarious okay i feel like lupe would be very proud (laughs) uh but like so uh does it it, do, you, do you do you believe it could potentially be intentional? 
No. No. Okay. Cool. I awesome. I I I just I um maybe I believe maybe it could be intentional, but I really just want it to be. It's at the end of the record, right? Yes, I want it to be something that slipped through the cracks of the pop machine. Right. Okay. Yeah. I really want it to be that. Yeah. Uh. So why should I be sad? Which is the last the last song on the album is directed at Kevin Federline. Yes. And I said, I'm glad, unlike the last record, ending with Every Time, this song is a slower song, but not a full-on ballad. I think that was because it was produced by the Neptunes. Yeah, probably. I think because most of her albums have the same thing up to this point where it's, let's start with the singles, let's put a bunch of bullshit in the middle, and we're going to end with a sad song. Yeah. And this is the first record that's not like a full-on cheesy... Every time she wrote a ballad up to this point, it was... Like the production and the sounds and the samples and everything dated itself. It was like, yeah. or, or, or just sounded, just so bad. I think I think that like what got me with every time was that like the melody and everything about it was was the perfect thing. Yeah, and it, I think it was her first single that was the last song on the album. Right. Um, but all that being said, I get what you're saying. Like, I mean, yeah. it's it's refreshing. Um, wow, God. So much, so much. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So true or false? Okay. She was sued by Louis Vuitton. True or false? Uh, man, I uh, I'm gonna say false, and I know it's because she actually sued Louis Vuitton. Okay, it's true. She was sued by Louis Vuitton because she used the logo. In, in her car. Hummer during the music facts video. backwards. Dude. Oh, Dude, it's your first one you got wrong, though. That's good. Yeah. That's good. But I came, I came in strong on that. There's nothing I love more than being confidently wrong. <laughs> <laughs> As if confidence isn't already hard enough. <laughs> that was good, though. That was good. I liked it. I liked it. Okay. Uh, but so uh, it, the, the music video is banned in, uh, in Europe. Because of that. Uh yeah because it's because it, it they they used the logo without permission that's weird yep uh, you 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 would think at that point that sh- they would have cleared that I mean as and far actually as just got Louis Vuitton to like collaborate with them and put it into a marketing thing but n- neither one of those people needs a reason to like bow yeah. down and go here you go Louis Vuitton's right. fine Britney's fine yeah. no one no one has to go that's where that's what okay. That's, that's when I'm totally okay with legal battles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. All right. Uh, so this is um, honestly the point where I uh, totally fucked up and just didn't do enough. So the next album is called Circus. Circus. So it's got 13 songs. Mm-hmm. So, uh, um, so 2009. Yeah. Two, 2008. I thought, right. 2008. Uh, it was recorded in 2008. Oh. Released in 2009. Maybe we have a problem here. But anyway, oh, <laughs> please trust us, please. We're very trustworthy people. We are, we are arguing. It's fine. Yeah, we're we're uh, uh, two thousand eight, two thousand eight, dude. November twenty eighth, two thousand eight. Why did I think it was two thousand nine? I don't know. It Let was. Me Let me see. It was recorded in some of two thousand eight, but it was also recorded in some of two thousand six. So Spotify has it listed as two thousand nine. Well, Spotify's dumb. Spotify out here making me look like an idiot. <laughs> I'm trying to be a guy talking about music on a podcast, Spotify. I pay for premium. I want premium. This is subpar. You're being toxic. Damn it. That's beer, but it's worth it. Fuck you, Spotify. 
Okay, so <laughs> fucking Ugh. we're on circus. Uh, 2008. We, 2008. <laughs> 13 songs. Um, same thing. Same thing. Same thing with reviews. It's like it's good. People like it. Yeah. And it's because it's a fucking club album. Yeah. Some people said it's quote flat sounding. Um, That's because it's uh, not quote flat sounding. <laughs> Dave Farrell quote flat. Sounding. It's flat sounding. <laughs> so um, uh, it's it's important to note that um, it 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 is a club record. It is important to note that it is a fucking club record. One hundred percent. Also important to note that a lot of people think this is our best album oh. ever. So show you my dick. Okay, so I uh, I don't I don't know if you do this, Dave, but while I'm preparing for this and before Ugh, I feel like I know this, what you're gonna say, I talk about the fact that I'm about to do this. Yes. Okay. So uh, at work, uh, when I'm hanging out with whoever, or I'm getting my hair cut, whatever. And people are saying, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, you know, I do this podcast sometimes, and mm-hmm. it's fun. You should listen to it." And they say, "What do you do?" And I go, "Oh, well, we do this and this, and also we're listening to Britney Spears." <laughs> uh, and they and they say, "Oh, well." Majority of the time, they say, "Oh, well, Circus is her best album." <laughs> so we will uh i i want to get into what i thought real quick because i i just it just it's hard not to go for it i thought this was the fucking light at the end of the tunnel at at the end of the tunnel i thought this was going to be like pop paradise you were waiting for yeah because this is album number six Mm -hmm. so i thought this was going to be you're sitting there you're reviewing everything you think to yourself i am i did five that's when we talked and i said how many albums you have done you said five Yes. And you're thinking, I'm at the home stretch. I'm, I, I'm not even thinking that everything after this is going to be good. I'm no, just excited to listen to this. No, you're most of the way through, and you have a but little... Uh, everyone said, this is the best fucking album. It's go. so good. Yes. <sighs> it sucks. <laughs> it's really bad. Uh, it's really, it's, it's, it is hard to get through. Yeah. Um, it, very, very, very hard. This is, is, this is, a, this is uh, when I was really glad that I started doing um, track by track. Yes. Shaming of the album. This is the moment where I thought to myself, this is an album, because I I said this earlier, but this is truly the album that is not meant to be listened to seriously. This is the album that is meant to be listened to in the background. Yeah. You're pre-gaming with your buds before you go out and before you go out to the club and you're going to hear more of this, but you're going to get stoked when you hear fucking Womanizer when you hear whatever yeah it is it this is solely solely designed for that and i don't know whose fault it is i don't know what it is i don't know i I, maybe maybe britney wanted to do this i don't have a clear answer on that all i know is that this album is where i got very annoyed and i was like this is ridiculous (laughs) well i have a true or false for you then okay this album has 16 producers um Damn it! I stopped tracking. This uh, album has sixteen producers. This is not the. This is not. This that's half the question. Okay. Uh. Um. How can I phrase this? I'm caught off guard right now. Okay. Which one of these people is not a producer? Okay. Uh. Rick Rubin. This is not true or false. It's multiple choice. Rick Rubin. Or Greg Kirsten. Don't look at your notes. I'm double You're looking at your notes. I'm double checking to see what I wrote down. Um, this person is not a producer. Not who who is not of these two who is not a producer. 
A. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say B. Which is Greg Kirsten. No, he is a producer. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I got you, motherfucker. <laughs> oh I got you. Take a shot. <laughs> Yes, let's take a shot because because ah. it's Greg Kirsten. I did. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> who is Greg Kirsten? Greg Kirsten is the producer of uh, Concrete Gold. But, last... who, but but what like what like he has? He a does project. a bunch of pop. Yeah, he has, he do, he does pop records, and he's in the Bird and the Bee. Right. Okay. So he did Foo Fighters record Concrete and Gold. Yes. And that's where like I learned who he was. Me too. And I learned who he was based on he was in the Bird and the Bee. And that's yes. how Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters learned who he was. Exactly. He heard a Bird and the Bee song and said, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And got stoked on Greg Kirsten. <laughs> I, uh, I guess I'm a bad Foo Fighters fan uh, because... <laughs> Uh, I didn't know he did fucking this. I just wanted to hit you with a true or false of my own. You know what I'm saying? You fucking asshole. I'm trying to get you off guard if here. You, if you get this next true or false wrong, you're taking a fucking shot. Okay. I deserve uh, it. Okay. But, but now that I, I'm off my soapbox, and yes. you could have called me for being toxic a thousand and one times. I let you go with this one uh, I'm, well, because you, we, you, have, we have. Uh, you haven't let me go. We you, have three more albums. You've, you've let me go multiple times, but uh, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm about it. to not let you go because I know, I know that <laughs> if we. <laughs> I know that if we were playing Mortal Kombat right now, you're you're uh, you're uh, yeah, getting my, low. My health bar's bad. Getting low on the my health, health bar. Bar's real bad. I made a video game reference. Yeah, he's not a, he's not a fucking not nerd. A okay, go ahead. go ahead. Okay, so uh, again, we see uh, Womanizer opens up the record. She calls this song uh, a girl anthem. Did you see the video for this? Yeah. Do you think it's a girl anthem? I don't think so. It's a song perpetuating. Her dealing with a man who is a te- uh, a, ch- a cheater, right? A teacher, right, right, right. <laughs> a teacher. cheater. He's a cheater. He's a, a cheater. He can't help it. So she says that this is a, a a girl anthem. I think it's bad because it perpetuates the idea that women can be strong when they're faced with cheaters, right? Rather right, than right. women and men shouldn't be cheaters, and people in relationships shouldn't have to be strong only when they're being treated badly. Right. And I th- I, th- I just thought there was something so weird about that. But I think that it relates to uh, the fact that in her career, and especially up to this point, she's she's had a lot of people around her that were telling her that she's doing the right thing. And she doesn't really... She, she's never really told, like, that's stupid. Right. And, and, and not a lot of people second-guess her. Sure. So I think that it's like it's just a weird thing to call a girl anthem. Uh, Lady Gaga was also um, a producer on this record, and you can hear it. You can, but you can hear it like I don't know because Lady Gaga knows how to write a fucking hit in a song. Yeah, and there I, I think Womanizer is the only potential hit. Right. Like in my mind, because it's stuck in my head right now. As well as every time, yeah, it's because of the word womanizer. It, it is, it is. But I mean, it's, it's it, the way it's delivered is catchy. The way it's all done is catchy. I can't believe that she got away with having "If You Seek Amy" as a uh, as a single. Uh, okay, so can I, we talk about that for a second? I listened. For, I listened to this album, and I and then I went back and I went, "What are the singles?" It's how I do it. Try. I try to do it like that. I try to listen yeah. to these albums and go, okay, I finished the album or most of the album. What were the singles? You try to guess? No, 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 no. I oh. go back and I look it up. I go, right. what, which songs have I listened to them all yet? Right. Or, or have I, like, which ones after I finished the album? And I was on this one and I was like, okay, 
what the fuck is this? <laughs> what 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 the fuck is if you seek Amy? Have I yeah, listened I to this? And I scroll back and it's like I've one hundred percent listened. I've to this. never heard that song. No, and I and I I listened to it like three times because I was like, what is this? Right. What the fuck is happening? Yeah, still am like that's a single. Like how how did you that don't get make it? it? How did that make it to anything? But you like you get the whole like what it sounds like. Yes, fuck me. Also, it doesn't like like I'm 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 saying that like the 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 song doesn't sound like a single itself. No, not at all. Like like musically, it doesn't no. sound like a single. No, it's a it's a novelty. It's a total yeah. novelty. Yeah. F U C K me. I can't believe that with that many people involved in a record, that that at the end of the day the label went, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's one of the singles. Could you imagine just someone so seriously just like. I think um, that's a hit right there. That's a hit right there. <laughs> that person was definitely hungover and didn't listen to the record <laughs> and thought, if you seek Amy, that sounds like a Bible quote. <laughs> <laughs> Someone at Jive Records was like, God, I'm hungover. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, let me, and just like was rifling through the songs like, and E-mini, miny. Oh, who me? If you seek Amy. And everyone was like, "Yeah, that's clever." That's good. That oh wow, they the audience will yeah, never see that. Coming. Never ever see that. Coming. Great job. Yeah. Great job. Yeah. Great job, Greg Kirsten. <laughs> I want to know. I'm gonna go back and look up what songs he was a producer on. Okay. Um. So. Um. Yeah. This 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 album had a lot of things. Uh. She said, "Quote: I like the fact." <laughs> about the album title, she said, quote, I liked the fact that you're always on the edge of your seat when you're at a circus. <sighs> you're never bored. You're just really engulfed in what's going on around you, and you want to know what's going to happen next. So, uh, uh, this, this, this is interesting. This was the longest time she spent recording an album. Was, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about, like, between between like the, the, the time of the previous album of this, I'm saying like the time she spent in the studio was the longest amount of time. Yeah, but like it's the, interesting because it sucks. The uh, longest amount of time I took wiping my ass was what was the <laughs> was not the best shit. Okay, wait, wait, no, no. I, I, I really want to know if you think this is not an okay quote. She said, quote, I think it is more urban. I'm writing every day right here at the piano in this living room. And also she also described the album as her best work. Okay. So it's not her best work. Also, why did she say urban? Because she wanted, she has this thing. She has this thing in her mind that we'll see for the next couple of records that she wants to make a hip hop album. She wants to make an urban album. She was continually compared to uh, Janet Jackson. Right. And she could not live up to that. She really wanted to be that. Right, right, right. So Makes sense. it's not it's not an urban album. No, it's not at all. It's not at all. Not at all. It's a club album. Yes, it is. She has a song called Blur. It's a hangover song. But I would never put that on if I was hungover. <laughs> and I also doubt that she's ever been wondering, because one of the lyrics are, who are you and what did we do last night? And if she's that guarded about her personal life, she's never going to be wondering, who are you and what did we do last night? What do you put on when you're hungover? Like Patrick Watson or like sad Radiohead song. <laughs> I, I put on, uh, I'm going to sleep. 
<laughs> you just go to sleep. I just, I, like I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to like put on any music because like the the like the sad music I listen to just makes me cry anyway. But so the, I'm, like I'm not there's 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 no a hungover song. Fuck you. No, I, like, I mean I don't actually have a hungover song. But I'm just, if I but had I, to pick. yeah, but I'm but saying, yeah, that's like, what I'm saying is like like. But then the thing here, something occurred to me is that she didn't write that song. No. And now we're hitting a point where who knows what she actually did. Yeah. Who knows what she was fucking actually involved in. So it seems to me, if I had to theorize something, it would it's, it seems like she's getting to the end of an album cycle. She's preparing to do press. And she's thinking to herself, because she is, she's a workaholic. She's, she's doing this stuff on her, not on her own, not at all on her own, but she's very in control of what is said. Yes. And at the end of the day, she says everything because she's the one doing the press. So she has to think to herself, what do I say about this album? Yes. And w- the more you go through personal turmoil and I- in that position, if you continue to put out work, you're going to be proud of it. Yes. Because if it's, if it's good work from a really negative standpoint, then it's going to be the best work ever. Yes. If it's subpar work from a really great standpoint of your personal life, you're not going to release the record. Right. Adele didn't release the first iteration of 25. No. Because uh, Rick Rubin was like, she showed it to Rick Rubin, and Rick Rubin was like, I mean, sure, you can put it out. People will listen to it, but I don't believe it. Yeah. Same thing happened with the Foo Fighters. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but it was like they recorded... uh, all my life, not not all my life. What's, no, it was uh, all my life. Well, it was well. So they had recorded all my life, and it was no like it was like a million dollars put yeah. that, put into that song, and everybody was like, "This sounds like shit." And they were all at a point where they could just be like, "Oh, we don't want to do this anymore." Yeah. So it never came out until recently. Yeah. Like it leaked, or I don't know whatever happened like the, with the, it. The version that they did originally. Yeah, the yeah. older version of it. Because 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 after everybody had said this sucks, they went back and recorded it like a cheap version with yeah. like the raw sound of them actually fucking playing the song. Yeah. So your perspective of your work is always from two viewpoints. Yes. Where are you coming at the work from, and what do you think of the work? But what do you honestly think about like like her perspective of 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 her work? I mean, like I mean she. Her perspective has, like, her perspective is one way, but then she has how many people yelling at her? Right. How many people going, this has to sound like X, Y, and Z? Yeah. And how tired is she? Oh, I can't even imagine. I mean, that's 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 such a thing to, like, to, to remember at this point especially, because I think a couple albums down the road, we're going to yeah. see maybe she's not so tired anymore. No. Maybe she's... she's ready. But right now, I think she's tired. I think she's yeah. fucking exhausted from Every part of the world. I mean, she wrote a Hangover song. Yeah, and at some point, it's like, like she's still riding the wave of this unbelievable success. Yeah, and she's getting burnt out. I yeah, I think I think it's it's so interesting. So I wrote uh, uh, the song. Mm, uh, that's M M M. Poppy is a change of pace, and I also said whoever sync was sequenced this album probably did their best. But I don't, I don't agree with the order of songs. So it, she almost sounds like uh, st- this is interesting. She almost sounds like Stevie Nicks. Uh, uh, for people who don't know of uh, Fleetwood Mac, and I said, but oh my god, do I hate when she's singing "Ooh Poppy." Yeah, there's. Yeah. It's just out of out of out of the way, and then immediately it's like mannequin. Uh, it it distracts you from the album. I wrote. Uh, 
it makes me wonder if these albums are meant to listen to from start to the finish. It's not. Yeah. Or or it's meant to, like I said, put on while you're like before you fucking go pregame before you go to the club. I yeah. mean, it's not it's not meant to do anything other than get you ready, get you pumped get, up. Yeah, get you excited, make you want to dance. She's at this point, she's very invested in dancing still. Yeah. Was this uh close to the this was the Vegas um residency, right? Uh I hadn't started yet, I don't think. Yeah, I think that was the Oh, well, it was the getting first, close the to fir- it. The first one had not started yet, I don't think. Yeah. It's getting close, yes. But she, yeah, no. Uh, it, definitely in 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 this dance thing. Yeah. Okay, so my true or false is somewhat ruined. But I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to go for it. You ready? Yes. Brittany wrote Womanizer about Kevin Federline. I don't know how that's ruined. Okay, sure. Oh, no, I do now because I'm remembering what she didn't write the song. Okay, that's not what I'm getting at. Oh, okay. sure. What do you what well, just guessing. Damn it. This is a tough one. If I get it right, you have to take a drink of beer. If, if, if I get it wrong, if you get it, no matter what, I have a bonus question for you. Oh, shit. What does the bonus question mean, though? The bonus question is just a bonus question. Oh, okay, cool. So, actually, I'll give you the bonus question. Uh, I'm going to say false. Yeah, it's it's false. Okay. So I'll give you the bonus question anyway. Okay. Um Circus is about how she misses her kid after she lost custody. False. Good work. Oh yes. You nailed it. I nailed it. You nailed it. Circus is about just her wanting to uh she was just inspired by the circus, right? And like doing she wanted I gave I yeah, I gave I gave the answer away. Yeah, yeah. I That's why you said, is that why you said I gave the answer away? I gave the answer away about, because you had mentioned about how Womanizer doesn't feel like it's about, no, like what, like empowering women and whatnot. No, not at all. And uh, it, it, I, I think you got to what the, the song is about, yeah. really, but. I, I All in all, I thought this album was stronger than Blackout, but I just can't yeah. get away from the order of tracks. Again, it's just so weird. Uh, what I will say is that, uh, what is it? Where did I write this? This is horrible. Oh no! Well, uh, five, four, three, two. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. It makes me sweat, dude. Now my pits are sweating. Um, man, was it this one? <laughs> no, I didn't write it on this one. That's great. Well, we're gonna move on anyway. Okay, let's move on. Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready for the next one? Yes. The next album is called. Femme fatal, 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 fatal. I don't know, man. Uh, fatal female <laughs> came out in 2011, 2011, and it had 13, 12 songs. Twelve songs. Sorry. Yeah, the singles were "Hold It Against Me," which we're gonna talk about that one for sure. <laughs> uh, Till the world ends, I wanna go, and criminal. Right. The album, for the record, has 19 producers. And there are 58 people listed in the personnel. Uh, I've got the personnel pulled up right here. I just want to see if there's anything funny. Keep talking. Keep talking. Yeah, so it, it opens with Till the World Ends. And it was co-written by Kesha. Yes. Which is interesting. Yes. It's a cool dance song. Because that's what Kesha did before she was Kesha. She was a songwriter. She was, yeah, she was but a there's part that, of But there's that story of her taking her record. She snuck into Prince's, mm-hmm. uh, Prince's uh, estate at yeah. Paisley Park. And left it on the windowsill? 
Yeah, but then she ran out. No, she, she ran out. Prince caught him. Oh, Prince caught her. Prince yeah. Prince saw her and was like, ah, and she ran out. Oh my god! And she left her record there still. Yeah, but that meant nothing because <sighs> that probably meant Prince was like, I'm gonna fucking throw this away because yeah. he caught her because he's so. Prince. Um, uh, yeah, there's 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 a lot of interesting personnel in this album for sure. <sighs> okay, so uh, till the world ends is a is a cool dance song, I guess, but. The the next song is uh, "Hold It Against Me," <laughs> and again she opens her record with her singles. But but anyway, it's it's another dance song, and I just really don't care for it because uh, here's here's a little snippet from the chorus. If I said I want your body, right no, 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 wait, wait, pause, 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 okay. pause, pause, pause. What? Now go. Hold it against me, my Britney Spears. If I said I want your body right now, would you hold it against me? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so on this record, she says that she wants to make uh, a hip hop record. Yes. And I kept track of which songs were. No, wait a second. That's the next record. I'm getting ahead of myself. I, this song has a dubstep breakdown in it. But but it, what year is it? It's it's 2011. Okay, great. So that is that the uh No, okay. So here so dubstep was like it was huge in England in like 2000 mid 2000s, like 2004, 2005. Yeah. And it started to get huge in America and around the world in like 2010-ish. I remember being in high school getting really into dubstep tracks. I remember really liking just that drop and the bass and whatever, because it was like, Oh my God, I like heavy music. This is right. heavy. And like, who was the first person to start dubstep? Not the first person, but who's the first like person you can think of to make dubstep huge in America. I can't think of his name right now, well, but he, Skrillex. his name is Sonny. Well, yeah. So, so, yeah. so, so he was in a metal band. Yeah. And that From was first to last. Right? Yeah. And yeah. so this is, this is, it's a very, it started in, like, like, like I said, England was a very big place for this to start. And it sort of exploded in this concept of just like, let's make things fucking huge as a breakdown. Yeah. And um, it became poppy around 2010, 2011. So, like we've said before, Britney riding the ra- waves of and the popularity raves. and the raves. Yeah, exactly. She is nailing what is happening yes. in music at the time. But looking back at her discography at, at present time, it's... It, I just think like like a sign the sign of a really 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 true expressional artist is to kind of hear a record from any point in time and not exactly know yeah that it was it a out. product of the time. Yes. Now you can make records that are influenced by a time. Yeah. And not have it be so on the but nose. It's not dated. No. And but so here here's the thing about this. I I I am willing to bet money that this out this that song was huge yeah. for a few, like maybe two years yes. in clubs yeah and then it died yes and I bet now if you went to clubs there's a decent chance you'd hear it wow yeah because it's coming back huh well it's with the all fact the DJs of, and it's the fact of it's the fact it, it, there's it, it's simply a fact of just the way that music comes in and out right and it's not the fact of oh dubstep and drops are back it's oh. We can listen to Britney. We can listen to these old Britney tunes. Right. Slash, people are going to remix it no matter what. Right. Because that's the way that the music is now open to now. A lot of her songs are now, at this point, open to 
do what the fuck you want with them. Right. You can remix them, do whatever. But it's because she's making these dance albums. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, at this point, like in my life in 2011, I was, I was at jazz school and I was not paying Whoa. attention. I was, I was not paying, I was making fun of myself, but I, I don't know like any of those songs. I know criminal, but like, I didn't know any of those songs. So it's like, okay, so, uh, inside out is a, oh, you, wait, wait, okay. You did, uh, I, wait, so you didn't know, hold it against me. No. Are you really? No. Okay. It's weird. Jazz school. Yeah. I mean, you, when you're in, when you're in music school, first of all, your ear goes to different places. Yeah. And when you're in jazz school, you're definitely focused you're, on. You're doing the thing, especially like at that time for me, it was like, I didn't know anything about jazz. So it was like, I'm, I'm only gonna, I'm gonna dive into this. Whatever. It's not important. Right. I missed the 2011 record Femme Fatale. Uh, <laughs> But I did write about it, uh, and what I wrote was, like, it goes through, and it's just, like, a bunch of dubstep stuff. Like, Inside Out is a breakup song, but it's also a song about having sex. There's, there's like, two different ways you could listen to that song. But there are also references to her early hits in the lyrics. Cool, but not. Right. There's another dubstep breakdown. Uh, However, on the song How I Roll, I thought it had a really cool instrumental track. It, it it reminds me of Kid A, Radiohead's Kid A. Yeah, the production on it is uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it's just it's just an album that feels like I don't know. I feel like the this album and the the following album are gonna have a similar vibe. Yeah, and I felt that as I was listening to this album. Right, I was like, I I know what I'm gonna get. Right. I know. I said to myself, as I was listening to this, I said, "I know what the next two albums are going to sound like." Right. And they're going to sound like fucking this. Uh. And maybe I was wrong. Who knows? No, I don't. I don't know if you were. I just think that it's like. Okay, so. Before we move on to the next record, I do want to make another quote. Okay. Maybe a couple quotes. So I've got one as well. So yeah. So. She, on the song How I Roll, which is a song that is, uh, it's uh, the one I said sounds like it could be on Kid A. The reason it would never be on Kid A is because of this lyric. So, How I Roll, Britney Spears. If you know what it takes to be my man, we can go and make love together. You can be my fuck tonight. We can tear it up tonight. Sick. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Uh, I think that's all I got. Masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. I will say that also, um, following the announcement of the title, she said, I've poured my heart and soul into this album over the last two years. <laughs> I've put everything I have into it. This album is for you, my fans, who have always stuck, supported me every step of the way. I love you all. Sexy and strong, dangerous yet mysterious, cool yet confident, femme fatale. That is a real quote. That's yeah. So uh, I mean, it's just it's probably forty people helped her write that quote. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if she wrote it. Yeah. Um, it, it it it's just a weird time, you know. Yeah. But 
whatever. You know, you got a, you it's got true or false. I've got I've, I've got a true a true or false for you. Okay. Okay. Hit me with it. So you had mentioned hit me, baby. You had mentioned that Kesha was a, a a co-writer on it, right? Yes. But let's let's talk about the producers for a second. Okay. Uh oh. Producer revenge. <laughs> so um, there were many producers on this album. How many yes. producers on this album? Do you know? On this album, on Femme Fatale. Yeah. How many producers? Nineteen producers. Do you know all the names? Heck no. Yeah, go fuck I don't yourself. know nineteen people's names. No, I'm sure that's uh, there were there wrong. were also, but I will tell you that there are fifty eight people listed as personnel. Okay. So. Um, among the producers, okay, were Max Martin, his return, Doctor Luke, okay, Will I Am. <laughs> I, wish, I wish everyone I'm could see pointing what he's aggressively, I'm very aggressively <laughs> pointing at me right now, but his eyes are super wide. I'm pointing. I, I'm so aggressively. I'm, so I'm sweating more now. I am. So fucking serious. And Pharrell. Okay. Those are the those directions. Oh. Oh. Uh, Is that true or false? Uh false. Good job. Max Martin was not there. Oh no, he was. Oh shit. (laughs) What do we do? Oh man. (laughs) That's a tough one. That's a gray area. Yeah, we we both drink. Okay, well I'm doing a shot. <laughs> yeah, you you deserve it. Pass me the whiskey. Uh, Pharrell was not was a producer. not on that record. Was not a producer of oh. that record. Oh wow! Max Martin was indeed a producer on that record. So Max Martin, I th- I started, I kind of blindly assumed that he was on every uh, record. Sure. And he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He um. He left at a weird point. Yeah, he did. And he eventually came back, and I don't know when he came back. Yes. Um, well, I guess he came back here. Maybe he left here. I don't know. I'm not sure. Anyway. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Okay, so. It's time to move. Oh, wait. Take your shot. You gotta do the, take you gotta your do shot. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, to, uh, cheers to the Spears. Cheers to the Spears. <laughs> So we're, t- we're ready to move on to this we go. next <laughs> the eighth album. 2013. Woo, we're almost there. And we got we got her second self-titled album. It's uh, Yeah, I mean, kind of. It's her second self-titled album. <laughs> okay? She just used her middle name. I, yeah, yeah, that's, 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 that's true. That's fair. Fine. Britney, Britney Spears. Released another self-titled album. Britney Jean. Britney Jean. Okay. In 2025, <laughs> we're going to get an all-acoustic album featuring Lady Gaga. Kesha. And Kesha. And... Christina Aguilera and Madonna. Christina, and Yeah, all of them. And it's going to be called Britney Jean Spears. <laughs> what, I, what I'll say is, again, what has she fucking gone through? I mean, a she's lot. gone through a lot. And a I, lot. I feel like we can go back and laugh at when she named that first album Britney because it's like, sure. ha, 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 you're 20 and you like you think you know yourself and you're naming an album after yourself. Ha, yeah. ha, ha, ha. Yeah. But also, like, to name an album Britney Jean after yourself, self-titled album, after yeah. you've been through all of this fucking shit. I mean... It's like maybe, a redo in a good way. May, maybe it is. Maybe it's a really good thing. And, I mean, her kid... Her kids at this point are somewhere around ten years old. She's, yeah, 
She doesn't have to. She doesn't have no. to make another record. She doesn't have to at all. No. But uh, now this, we're now we're 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 coming out with this one. Yeah. Um and it is it comes out in 2013. 2013. Singles were Singles were um Work Bitch and, and perfume. perfume. And that it's, is fucking it. Yeah, that's it. But it's a sign we, of the times. Okay, it's a sign of the times, but also thank God it's a fucking sign of the times. Yes. Like wow, did I need that? Yeah. I needed that simplicity. Yes. Uh the the album has 23 producers and there are just under 100 people listed <laughs> under I, personnel. I can't believe you fucking counted that out. And I did. I counted and at when I was doing this one my internet crashed or something. Oh no. And I was 30 30 people into it and it crashed and I went back and did it again and then Same. it crashed again. And anyway, that's why I that's why I didn't have the exact number. I put there are close to a hundred people. Uh, about this album, though, and this is a big thing I want to focus on. Britney Spears said, "This album will definitely be more hip hop than pop this time around." And uh, and I wrote, "We shall see." And I used <laughs> I used I took some inspiration. I wrote, "We shall see." Dot dot dot. Oh, there you go. I was hearkening back to her earlier career. Her her first two her albums. Her first two albums had the that, dot, dot, that, dot. that uh, I believe is called the ellipses. I was gonna say true or false or what? What is that called? Okay, good. Yeah, yeah you got ellipses. it. No you're fine. No, that was a that was a um, improv, as they improv. say in the biz. In the biz. <laughs> okay, so 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna run with this one. Uh, yeah, the, please. The opening track is called Alien. And it's about the life of a pop artist and all the loneliness that comes with it. So, when I heard this track, I thought, okay, Alien, life of a pop artist. I was already thinking about that documentary. I was reminded that I had watched the documentary. Yep. We're listening to Britney Spears up to this point, and one of the characteristics of her voice is her breathiness and... The way that she ends her phrases is kind of like yes. it's like it's like James Hetfield on Valium. Yep, and it's not what I expected to hear because on this track, the vocals are so heavily edited that I thought to myself, "Okay, maybe it's a concept." So this it's called is... Alien. She doesn't want to sound like herself, right? She edited the vocals, and I thought compositionally, that's great. That's great. Yeah, I love that. This is such a thing. Yeah. This is like we're, you're 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 getting on the thing that I mentioned way early on, right? So on this album, she said that she wanted it to be more hip hop than pop. So I kept tally of which songs were uh, were hip hop. Based on, based on how I feel, we can go ahead. I'm gonna say zero. Uh, zero <laughs> zero point like. <laughs> Let me let me say one percent hip hop. Okay, zero point one. No, or, no, no, or just no, just full just one percent. Yes, one okay. percent hip hop. Okay, that's fine. Okay, and I'll, I'll get to why. So that that this first song is not a hip hop song. It's no. a club. It's a straight up club song. The album. Okay, yeah. Go okay, ahead. Just yes, don't, yes, don't, yes. I, I'm not gonna interrupt. I'm so sorry. Okay. I'm so sorry. So track two is called Work Bitch. Uh, again, I didn't really know this song. I heard a lot of people say work bitch. I'm going to interrupt you real quick. Go I'm going to also I'm going to say I've known the singles or at least one of the sing or two of the singles in every single album up to this point. 
don't remember the singles on this album. And maybe again, that's a sign of the times. Maybe that's because I was not listening. I was not going out and listening to that shit. Maybe it's also because I didn't go to clubs. Right. Now for me, 2013 is when I started partying. But were you going to parties where they played like dance music? Yes. Oh, well, fuck. No, uh, no, I was going to like uh, establishments. That oh, I see, I see, that, I see. That didn't, that didn't look like clubs, but played club music. Sure, 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 yeah. So, Work Bitch was a song that I was familiar with. And uh, it's, it's, this is the first album not to start with a single. And the, but I said, the mixing on this track is great, but I just can't stand it. She, like, halfway through the song, she starts using a fake British accent. Yes. Okay. So, I... I Earlier on, I mentioned that in the very beginning that they were crafting a sound for her. Yeah. They had people working with her in the very beginning to make a distinct Britney sound, right? Vocally. Vocally. I listened to Femme Fatale and this, right, like, at the same time. Right. And I, in both of those albums, there are multiple tracks, especially this one, where I go, eh, it doesn't really fucking sound like her. Right. It doesn't sound like her singing. None of this sound, it, it's, it's, it. It doesn't sound like the genuine. Even if I didn't like what was happening before, there yeah. was a level of like genuine songwriting that I could hear. Yeah, you you could at least dismiss it because you don't like the way she sings. Yeah, but there was nothing. There yeah. was absolutely fucking nothing here that and made I, me feel like, oh, I'm okay with this. And in in her earlier work, the only thing that tied her to the songs was the distinction of her voice. Right. That's it. Right. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been just Britney Spears. Right. So here we go on this record, and the opening track isn't—it sounds nothing. Nothing. It's so dead. Yeah. Of her instinctual, like the way that we're burping now. From the beer. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse us. Excuse me. It's so dead of her voice. It is. It's. It's such a it, it's such an album that I tried to move through and through and through and through. Yeah. I, I also want to pause really quickly and um I wanna side note really quickly in case anybody hears any weird sounds. I got a text from my mom just now that says the tornado went slightly north of us, so we are okay. Um, but there's a tornado coming towards Denton ish. Well, this tornado better be bringing some hot club tracks because <laughs> So if you hear any weird storm noises or anything, it's yeah. because potentially we have a tornado coming we have towards a tornado. us. So uh, okay, so I do want I want to get back I want to get back to this because I have I wrote she wanted this to be a hip hop album. Okay, so I'm gonna real quick before you get back to it, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit back. Okay, you gotta uh, give me a give me a cue whenever I can come talk again. Okay, I'm gonna let you just take it. I'll give you like a like a wide look. look All right, look sounds right good. Sounds you. good. <laughs> So the opening track, uh, it sucks. It's not a hip-hop track. <laughs> Hagen, I didn't look at you. <laughs> Please laugh. That makes me feel good. Uh, um, Perfume was, uh, was, was written with Sia. We all know Sia now, but at this time, Sia was, uh, again, like Kesha, she was a songwriter in the background. But again, Britney's voice sounds very different. Now, Hagen... If you remember this song, or if you don't, after we're done doing this, another thing we're going to do along with listening to that tambourine track 
is we're going to listen to the cymbal sounds because again it's programmed drums and they sound horrible and uh if if anyone knows about recording cymbals it's like you gotta you gotta worry about the decay of the cymbals so hagen what did you think about the cymbals on this uh track raising my hand for a while now uh trying to segue you in bro (laughs) you can call on me it's okay professor so (laughs) uh i i have a distinct memory of the cymbal sound and it's sounding like uh it's sounding like a teenager got his laptop and for the first time opened garage band or some fucking like audacity entry entry fucking program that had sounds already built into it and was like ooh that sounds like that sounds like what i want yeah um and it it doesn't work like Symbol sounds decay is a big thing, but also you want to worry about like what, like how you want it to cut, and also like the level of brightness versus darkness versus dryness versus like I mean, that, there's so many there's so many levels and you want to worry ideally about. Ideally, it should be different throughout the song. I, ideally, you should be concerning yourself with thinking like, okay, this song needs X, so I want to do this. I mean, I don't want to be like, I don't want to take anything away from a pop song, especially from these, but these songs don't need to have different simple sounds. What they need to have is a good, distinct, simple sound. They need to have something right. that's like, if I'm going to hit a crash, even if it's a program crash, it needs to sound good. And not like somebody is going like, I got this fucking pad right here, and I was on GarageBand. I downloaded this pad, this crash yeah. sound. And yeah, going, ksh, yeah. Ksh, and the producer it fucking the, sounds like like the producer, which is hopefully not just Britney, Britney Jean, Britney Spears, <laughs> and Sia. Uh, hopefully, it's not just them going. We need symbol, and somebody, some guys like I have one on my keyboard because that's what it fucking sounds like. It or, sounds horrible. Or they like, there's no way this happened, but yeah. it'd be funny if. They went to their local music shop and they bought the cheapest cymbal they could with their nice ass mics. They sampled it. Yeah, sampled that. That would yeah. be fucking hilarious. trash cymbal. Yeah, but the the other thing about it is that the chorus of this song for me I thought was really creepy because it's about her wanting her partner to only smell like her perfume so the other girls stay away. Which I get that like there it's really nice to hear in songs sometimes an element of an honest emotion that you feel. So writing a song about jealousy and naming it perfume. Maybe you want your person that your your partner to only smell like your perfume, but what's founded like where that's founded on is a hint of unsureness. You're not, you don't, or maybe unfaithfulness or a scent of like, like the, uh, this idea of um, actual true anxiety within the emotion. Like, yeah. like you don't know how you really like, like, um, there, there, there are songs I listen to where it's like, "Hey, I am the one that's meant for you." Right. But I don't really like. No, it's. God, it's, I hope I'm good enough. You know, shit yeah. like that. And and that didn't happen in this song. No, not at all. Not at all. So then the next song is called "It Should Be Easy." It features Will I Am. And uh, here's a here's a a quote. Uh should be easy shouldn't be complicated that's it that's it uh, i don't got snaps for that no <laughs> doesn't deserve snaps okay so what i mean i mean like 
okay, so did you look at the personnel? How many people were involved in lyrics? How many I people were involved in? I mean, that's I don't care. No, I don't care either. But it's just like it's 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 one of those things, you know. It's like how did we come to this? Right. I mean, but I will say just to keep tally, that's four songs so far that are not hip hop. Not hip hop. Right. And you're you're into if you get the press release of her album and it says this is going to be more hip hop than pop. Okay, yeah, exactly. Or like totally or, pop. Or like you walk into Target and you see the new Britney Spears album and it yeah. says like like quote, quote from Britney hip hop. Yeah, or yeah. whatever. Should, yeah. yeah, or if it's in the hip hop section. Oh yeah, exactly. And you're like yeah. a hip hop head and you're like, oh, Britney Spears. All right, let me check this out. Benefit exactly. of the doubt. Yeah. Four songs in, fucking, I wasted my money. Yeah. Because this is absolute horseshit. It's a club song. It's it's a song about like love shouldn't be, love shouldn't be difficult. It should be easy. Can we skip to your point one percent of hip hop? Yes, because the next song is called Tick Tick Boom. Oh, <laughs> I've got to before I say anything. <laughs> okay, I listened to this song with my girlfriend around, yeah. and she said, "Is she singing Dick Dick Boom?" Which which because <laughs> because uh. What what's that if you're if you're looking for or what's what's that other one? Fuck me? What's that song? Uh yeah, yeah. Uh if you God, I gotta find it. <laughs> it's 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 so I hard. thought it was another double entendre. Uh well I think that I uh as somebody who it's just bad diction. It's just bad diction. It's bad it's it's it how hard is it to make a t sound and a d sound? It's because when you edit vocals you get rid of the diction sometimes. Sure, but like you could still hear her go tick tick. Yeah. But it still sounds like dick dick. This is the problem is that you can hear her <laughs> saying the word clearly. You can't like when you when you you don't eliminate you don't eliminate addiction to make a T sound sound like a D sound. Right. That's that's, that's not that's not how the vocal editing would work. It wouldn't be like, "Oh, well, let's take you can't take vocal editing and go this consonant is now this consonant. Right. You can remove it, but you can't right. go, okay, now it's a duh sound instead of right. a tuh sound. Right. That's literally just bad performance, which I hate to say because, as I said, I'm pro-Britney. Pro I really am. But, but is what that, the is fuck? that what you were mentioning earlier when you said that they, they groomed her, they uh, formed her up to a point? Exactly. It's up to a point, and so it's they over. Taught, they gave her vocal lessons because up until no, this no. I'm sure she still has a vocal instructor. Are you sure? I, I'm not sure, but uh, what I what I I only assume as much because of the fact, like at a certain point, I assume every single pop singer has a has a vocal coach, right? Like your Adam Levine's. Yes, your... it only makes sense to yeah. have that. Yeah, but for the sake of her, like she has to have that. But who, I mean, like, what's the situation? Is 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 she singing Dick, Dick, Boom, and someone's going, no, no, do do it again. It sounds no, too no, much Brittany, like Dick, No, no, Brittany, that dick. sounds a lot like Dick. Yeah, and then and then she does it again, and they go, oh, no, it sounds too much like Dick. And then the third time, fourth time, fifth time, whatever happens, 50th time, they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> what I want to know is, is how close was this to the release of Click, Click, Boom? Uh, I didn't, I didn't look. I did not look. Here we go. I'm looking it up. Well, uh, Click Click how Boom much? came out in uh, 2001. Okay, so, so 12 years later. <laughs> 12 years later, we get Tick Tick Boom. So this is the one bit of hip-hop right here. This is it. Yes, and okay. only because T.I. Is, is a featured artist. That's it. And his verse is the only thing on this album that sounds like hip-hop. Right, right. And they tailored the, the, his section of the song to be hip-hop. Right. 
It's just absolute it's shit. It's bad. Okay. It's like really you set out, you make a statement. After the album's done, this song will definitely be more hip hop than pop. Yes. yes. And it's not at all hip hop. It's not. And we don't need to get into a discussion of what is hip hop. No, but what we do need to talk about is how do you promote something? What we do need to talk about is like the business side of it going, what year was it? What's important? According to Britney Spears, you lie. That's how you promote it. Because in 2013, yes. hip hop was a big deal. It was a big deal. And that works. That fucking works. It gets the job done. Yeah, but like, it's just such a blatant lie. It is. Uh, totally. But that's not the point. The, 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 it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't have to be true or false to be good for promotion for business. Because you don't have to, like, like, for her to blatantly say this is another dance album, that's not how you promote a fucking record. You don't walk out and go, here's my fucking fourth dance record. That doesn't work. What she should have said was, this is an EDM record. But that wasn't like a, uh, it, it was only starting to become a popular like term at the time. She could have got ahead of the curve because that's exactly what this fucking album is. But when did she ever get ahead of the curve? Exactly. That's, that's part of the problem. Her but first like, album. That was the only time she was ahead of the curve. The that only time. It. But that was like, she was so young yeah. that she went, I, I, I don't know. I mean, while she was in control, maybe, maybe everybody involved uh, struck lightning. Maybe. Yes. Yes. But like, like the... There was even controversy over whether or not it was actually her singing because her vocals were so heavily edited on yes. this record. Yes. And they sound so flat. Yep. It's just like I can't understand how anybody would hear this as like any hip hop heads would hear this and go, This is a great hip hop record. Yeah. Yeah. No Grammy nominations. It's it's rough. It's rough. Super rough. So what um so true or false? Okay, go ahead. Um, Britney Spears started her Las Vegas residency, her first one, called Britney, Piece of Me, in 2014. Um, true. False. Damn it. It was literally <laughs> December like late December 2013 <laughs> that she started her residence, her first Las Vegas residency. And it lasted for until December 2016. It got extended, right? Yes. Yeah. There was, yeah. It was, it was, it was, a, it was a big hit. Well, I'm going to do a show. Oh, no, because... sorry. It, sorry. It finished at the, at the end of 2017. And for people who are still listening to this, we apologize that we're dragging it on, but hey, it just give yourself a pat on the back for listening yeah, to this. Still. Thank you for and listening. Yeah. Thank you so much. So because, much. Uh, this has been a ride. This has been yeah. a fucking ride. We have one more album to go. Uh, and we're going to do, we're going to get that album. Dave, pour yourself a shot. Let's get into this yeah, we're last. Gonna, we're going to do it. This last fucking album. Um, but, yeah. So this is the last album. It's called glory. Glory. Released in 2016, 2016. Um, the sing- she only had two singles. But yeah, same, same as the last one. There's, uh, again, 12 songs on the album. Only two singles. Uh, the two singles were um, Make Me and Slumber. Dot, dot, dot. We're back. Oh, God damn it. And Slumber Party. And Slumber Party. This album has 22 producers. Good. Which I finally <laughs> would say that in, in 2016, you're getting to a point where it's common knowledge where like yes, pr- producers yeah. are almost artists as yeah. well as the 
the the person that's the 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 product yes for lack of a better word not that not to take anything away from any of these people that were uh crafted but like producers are a part of the album yeah for sure like you hear about like uh justin bieber's album with uh like where are you now yeah who was that i forget who that producer was but it was a, a dj right so that we're we're mixing and mingling with producers and products and who is what what, who who what? does what? Yeah. Now people are getting more credit. Now people are known yeah. for whatever. Because social media is becoming more of a relevant thing. So we're getting more excitement about like who's involved in I the wanna, new... I want to hop right in, though. Yeah, go ahead. Did you like this album? I loved it. I I agree. It was my favorite Britney Spears. This is... I, I just might someday in the near future, if we do a gig in Austin or somewhere, request that we listen to this album. I, I I'm totally. I in. would enjoy listening to this album with you. It's not my favorite. Not my it's, favorite it's album. It's my second at all. Album. It's not. It, no, no, not my favorite Britney album. It's my favorite Britney. It's album. It's my second. And cheers Britney to glory. Album. Cheers, cheers to glory. <laughs> cheers, cheers to fucking glory. This this album, um, she announced it in 2014, and it came yeah. out two years later. Which again, that that's so different for her because she yeah. was. For, there's this standard with her where it's either we're going to release it year after year, or we're not going to fucking talk about it until it's until about we, to come out until we strike while, while the iron's hot. Exactly. Yeah. And this one was like, we're going to do this. Yeah. We're going to take our fucking time and we're going to make it right. She said it was going to be a left turn and it was a left turn. It was, it was really was good. Definitely a left turn. It was great. It was tight. It was, uh, it was just like, actually a good album to listen to it's a pop record that ages well like you were mentioning earlier the concept of like going back and listening to certain pop songs certain pop records they don't age well no not at all they sit within the times yeah and maybe a couple songs on this one sit within the times but maybe as as a whole this song ages well yeah because because even now in 2019 versus 2016 yeah listening to certain pop records that are three years old you can hear that they've aged of course but with this one, I didn't. I didn't hear the aging. No, I mean, like, like for instance, uh, the opening track is "Invitation," which is a clever name. She's always had clever uh, names for songs and placement on the record to get you to, to entice you to listen to it, right? Or just putting the single in the first song, or or that. <laughs> but I mean, like, now it finally works. It's an invitation to listen to the record. Sure. Yeah. So when finally, as a as someone who's. Uh, talking about her discography i'm invited to listen to the record who sat and listened to everything sat and listened to yeah. it. so invitation i immediately am like my ears perked up and i'm like ooh, invitation like i'm gonna because i hadn't heard anything from this record right nothing so invitation i thought it was great it's it's like the the chorus was like super catchy yes especially compared to the last two records but i did think about what was out at that time and it sounds like a beyonce track from that time yeah but she did it in a way that fits Britney Spears. She it, went back to her breathy it, vocals. Yes. Okay. Uh, so I, I, I can't remember the, um, the exact things that were bothering me with that. Some of it felt like her and some of it felt like, I'm, I'm not going to go with the controversy of like, it wasn't her, but some of it felt like it didn't sound like her. Well, okay. So I think I know what you're talking about. There's a song called private show, which is about her, putting on a private show for her partner uh-huh. where she's stripping. Yeah. And at the end of the song, she says, should we do it again? But then she says, well, I guess I should take a bow. So it turns out it wasn't a private show. 
that song sounds like it could have been on the Justin Timberlake, the the 2020 experience. It's more of just like her vocal quality. Yeah. Looking back, not I'm not talking about the breathiness. Whatever it is to you that makes this to make to make Britney's voice Britney's voice. We are at a point now where no matter what you listen to, it doesn't sound like Britney anymore. Right. And that's not like a bad thing. It just doesn't sound like fucking Britney anymore. No. And it just it just weirded me out. Like I, I started this album and I went, fuck, this is good. Yeah. And I kept thinking this is good, but I also was like, it doesn't sound like Britney Spears. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing because as we've mentioned, she has gone through so many things in her life. So many things. And she's had drug problems and yeah. whatever. Her body has been through a lot. Yes. And that plays a massive role in what happens to your voice. Oh. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it, it, think 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 about any muscle, think about any part of your body. No matter what you've been through, it has to do with your voice. Your voice, yes, it changes up to a certain point with puberty and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, the most common example is think about smokers. Smokers, right. their voices are are they, they're changed. Right. Your voice is going to like your singing voice is going to be different depending on like if you wake up stressed out or not, if you wake up right. having allergies or not. There's so many different variables as right. to what's actually going to affect your voice. She has been through the fucking ringer. Her voice has probably changed. All that aside, it still sounds weird to me. It sounds weird, but I, th- I think... It's still like, good! It, as, a, as an objective music listener, someone who's not necessarily a fan of Britney Spears, in a way that like like people really fawn over Britney Spears... Yeah. The listening experience for me was was the most enjoyable on this record. Sure, yeah. I just thought that like maybe it's also a sign of the fact that it's closer to what we're hearing now in pop music, and I get the chance to play a lot of pop music. So I yeah. I, I know my radar is up. Not whatever. My radar is up to uh, figure out what I feel like is pleasing or what isn't. Yeah. But as an objective listener, I thought this album was great. Yeah, right. It's like not great in the terms of like if someone was like, "Tell me about music. What do you think about music?" I would never say, "Listen to glory." Listen to glory, <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. because like it's like um, the the song "Make Me uh, Make Me" features G Easy. Yeah, and it's closer to any hip hop track than the last album than any songs on the last album. And G Easy is nowhere close to Ti in terms of hip hop. No, and also this album still feels like it could be a club record. Yeah, but but it's like it's in a good way. It, it yeah, sounds totally. like it sounds like like all the songs to me sounded like songs that you would play in between club bangers, where you would get this ballad like thing that's not at all a ballad. It's still a club hit, but yeah. it's but it's subdued in a way that makes you want to dance with somebody if you're not really a dancer. Yes. So. True or false? Okay, here we go. Is Britney Spears still on Ve- still in Vegas with residency? Um, false. I I I, I, I fucked that question up. <laughs> okay, you're, ask it uh, again. No, ask it again. you're right. She's not. She's not. She's not. Uh, let me go through. Okay, go ahead. She is not still in Vegas. Yeah. She has a indefinite work hiatus in yeah yeah at the beginning of the year she started an indefinite work hiatus and canceled her second residency in vegas uh which is just something that i i want to mention before before you go into the, the deepness of the album for yourself is that if to this day if you google britney spears every single week there will be new pieces of news about her yes. because 
that is the way that the, we are like the, the people are obsessed with Britney Spears. Yeah, and rightfully so. In some way, but also like leave her the fuck alone. Leave it. Yeah, you're sure. Leave Britney alone. Go watch yeah. the fucking video. Sure. But whatever. again, we talk about the 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 introspective versus what's going on in your personal life, like or what's going on in your public eye. For her, that's her personal life. So it's like, from her standpoint, she's she's made nine records. Most of the bands that we like are 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 about to be on their eighth record or have just right. finished their eighth record in that span of time. Yeah. Even earlier. She's worked her so ass off. She's, yeah, she's worked her it. ass off. She went through the pop music machine. Right. Right. And right. so good for her if she's on an indefinite hiatus. I will say in pop music, hiatuses mean an actual give me a break. Yeah. Not like a give me six days. Well, yeah. She, right? She's, she's going to take as long as she wants to. She's going to take as long as she wants. And then she's going to realize that she loves what she does because that's her. Yeah. It's ingrained in her. So, what do you what do you want to say about the album? What do you have to say about it? Okay, I'll just uh, I'll read really quickly <laughs> <laughs> what I think about this. So, make me make me is where she finally got her uh, hip hop track. We've already talked about private show, uh, man on the moon. It's it's opens up with a cool vocal, but it's my least favorite track. Uh, just love me has a. It's really cool instrumental thing, but like, I just it's a it's a club song as soon as it started. It's the same thing with clumsy, but clumsy. My problem with that is that she gets close to doing a country song, and then she backs off and makes it a a dubstep song. So I I remember thinking the same thing with that one. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like uh, on Lemonade, Beyonce made. Uh, what is it? Mama said or Daddy said? I think the song was Daddy said. My my Daddy said is a full on like country song, right. and the and they 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 sequenced it in the record where it made sense when you watch Lemonade. It's like that's a great country song on a Beyonce album. That's great. Yeah, Britney can't pull it off yet. She keeps backing off. And then there's another song that she does that with her sister. I think on this album. Um which I can't remember which one it is. It doesn't fucking matter. It's just like, I just wish that she, as much control as she has as an artist overall, she would be bolder in her choices. Yeah. I wish that there'd be more commitment and just go with it. Like Lady Gaga, especially like Katy Perry. Like, I, I want to hear all of these people make a fully acoustic vocal record that that they make with for example a piano player and them yeah i mean gaga's done shit like that yeah and 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 fucking i mean kesha has done not that exactly but she's done some crazy shit as well miley's tried to do it miley Cyrus yeah. has tried to do it i would i would love to hear that as well but also good for her go on your indefinite work yeah this. yeah go do, do it. it for go sure do it. yeah she's been through so much she's been through it she's been through a lot so, so as an artist, I mean, it's like we get this. We 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 got to watch someone be brought into this industry, go through it, maintain her integrity yeah. and her work ethic, make it through the the low points, celebrate the high points. And we, I mean, uh, we unfortunately saw some like really low points, but yeah, we also saw points. like, I mean, what someone can do with that. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's really important to note that like someone like her made it through and we still have music. We still have an artist. We still have a person who is doing the 
fucking best that she can. Yeah. And I think her last record is for me. It's so her, good. It's so good. It's it's, so it's good. her best record. It's so good. So that excites me. It's like yeah. it makes me want to hear I like when the next record comes out, I'm gonna be aware of it and like make sure that I wanna hear it. Yeah. If it ever comes out. Yeah. That's it. If it doesn't, then she will fulfill my idea of what happens when someone decides not to anymore. Yeah, that's awesome. What do you do when you don't want to? Just live. Yeah, just live your fucking life. Yeah. That's it. That's fucking it. It was a lot of work. Ah! It's a lot of work. Fucking Britney Spears. Good on you, Britney. Thank uh, you for making yes. us listen to this. Thank you so much. And thank you to all of you guys for listening to this. So if you uh, made it all the way through, thank, thank you, you guys so, so much. much. Thank you so much. Uh, if, if you if you found us through the website, don't forget to go subscribe somewhere. Uh, go follow us on whatever social media. We've got Instagram, Facebook, DFTA pod. Um, go find us. Thank you guys so much. Uh, on our next deep next dive, week. Uh, our next deep dive, Jackson and Adam are back. They're going to be doing pavement yeah thank you guys so much we really appreciate it it's Brittany, bitch <laughs>